You're the one to talking about. I just got to shit it all out, man. Welcome to my life. <laughs> now, that's some other dysfunction. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have enough t- intestine. <laughs> but everyone else has 38 feet. I have two. Yeah, yes. your intestine is too short. This is a straight pipe. We've discussed this already. <laughs> it's like a car with no catalytic converter. It just dumps that right in the atmosphere. You know, like, Michael's always rolling coal. Welcome back, everyone, to the IO Panel Podcast. My name's Evan. I'll be your host this week for episode 138. Uh, no surprise, joining me as always are James and Mike. How are you guys doing today? Doing well. Excellent. Pretty good. Pretty good. All right. Okay. Okay. So James wins this round. <laughs> Why does he win? Uh, you know, the classic well versus good argument. True. Yep. All right. So like Mike concedes. I've never heard of. <laughs> now we've talked about it before. It's like when yeah, when someone says, "How are you doing?" A lot of the lower class will say, "I'm good," or "I'm doing good." It's like, are you are you doing a good deed or are you doing well? <laughs> so James, congratulations, <clears throat> you won. Outstanding. I'll take it. That's about <clears throat> all he's won this week. Am I right? Huh? No. Yeah. Very true. I'm sure there was a a game of some sort that he won, maybe. We'll we'll hear about that later, perhaps. Anything exciting in uh, either of your weeks? We're going back to work. Yay! Now, were you recalled temporarily? I know, you know, you sent out the the email to us about I like, was. some part time support or something. Okay. I was recalled anyway, and then, you know, the shutdown ended anyway. So, right. Although it is only a temporary ending to the shutdown, but we'll we'll talk about that. Honestly, every year it's it's always temporary because it's always like you know based on the the yearly budget or bi yearly budget, however they do that. It's always temporary. Mm-hmm. You can't prove me wrong. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, not, uh, not much going on on my end. No fun activities, social events. Have you gone to your, um, apartment complex mixer slash bonding event recently? They still uh, have those? I, I meant to go, but I did not go to the last one. Was it every month? It's supposed to be, yeah. Okay. Um... Did go to the gym a few times. Uh huh. You know. Thoughts, feels. A little this, a little that, you know. Yep. Making progress, baby steps. Yeah. Easy, easier on in there. Yeah, it's, it's it's not it's not great, but it's it's good. Uh huh. You know. Do a little treadmill. Do a little this. Do a little that. Yep. Pumping some iron. I am getting swole. Already, already swollen. So. <laughs> That's not on the ver- get... on the verge of popping. Yeah, trying to go the other direction now. So, you, are you staying swell and swole, my <laughs> friend of freedom, pioneer of human evolution? 
Is that guy still around? Yeah. Oh, okay. Good. Well, we'll have to. I'll have to start checking him out more. Yep. Yeah. Uh, James, are you asleep? No. Okay. We're gonna Twitter. Gotcha. Oh, a social media expert here. Look at that. No, Michael responded to my tweet. He's the only person who responded to my my one <laughs> tweet of the month. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, anything exciting uh, happen in your week? Not really, man. I I did get a offer letter for a job, which I did accept. Uh, I filled out the paperwork, sent the paperwork, and now I'm in a holding pattern. Tentative start date or no, no start okay. date because fuck me, that's why. Hmm. So yeah, I don't know what's happening. I don't know, you know, and I think I'm giving up trying to figure it out. I sent an email yesterday and they replied to the email saying they didn't know a date. I will send another email on. I sent them another email saying, "Hey, look, I I just uh, you know, it's going to impact my decision making process." They didn't reply, so. Whatever. I mean, I got a job offer for something in Florida, which I might take because it's a Nutanix thing. It's oh, right nice. up my alley. The money's good, but it's a temp to perm garbage thing. How so, long? Uh, how long is the six months? Okay. So I mean, I, I there might be I might go down there and then have nothing to show for it, and then have six months. No well, job. you in so theory you would have more experience which is good is there any idea if they would sort of pay or you know any sort of relocation assistance no nothing like that that i can see Hmm. so yeah i mean it's a little iffy i mean i have i have other offers but most of them are like kind of sketchy um not sketchy but you know twenty dollars an hour that kind of thing back to old uh entry level desktop support positions yeah which i'm not gonna do I would rather go work at Office Depot again, honestly. I'll be kidding. Yeah. I 100% would rather do that than do entry level. I'm not going to do that. I refuse. So maybe it's just my pride, but I'd rather get two jobs Office Depot and Walmart, mm-hmm. you know, and just be making it. Also, um, well, there's a lot of things happening, but we'll see. Uh, I have some something, but there's probably nothing to it, so I'm not going to talk about it yet. Lawyer. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, I took it pretty easy this week. Um, bought a couple knives on Amazon, and I also bought myself a new toy. There's no lens on it right now, but I got a a Canon SL2 DSLR with the little with the flippy screen, which my old old one does not have. My old one doesn't even do video. Nice. So, got a little. You gonna start vlogging. Hey guys, bye. Yeah. Pretty much, and um, so I'll have a nice new webcam next week for for no one except you guys. Yeah, I'll take it. What else? Not much else I can think of. Okay, well, on that exciting note, shall we get into some news? Yeah, let's go. Who's his cards um, against the party? Yeah, so this one's me. Um, Card, cards Against Humanity did a survey that shows how inconsistent Americans view their political views. So anyway, basically, I guess they randomly, and I didn't read this article. I read the actual survey, but I didn't read the article. 
Um, I guess what they did was they kind of randomly asked a bunch of very different questions across all of their fans, which kind of spans multiple groups of people, of course, because it's kind of an apolitical, semi-apolitical card game. So, uh, and I guess they asked a bunch of random questions, and then they were able to take that information and kind of stitch it together to say, oh, this person who also believes this thing also believes this, and then draw inferences from that. Here's the key thing here. Um, Let's just scroll down here. The first Um, graph is silly. Yeah, it is silly. It is silly. Uh, So, okay, before we dig in, I'll say this. There's obviously a semi-liberal leaning to this. Uh, which I'm not personally happy about, just because even the slightest bit of impropriety, will people will show will will have conservatives or Republicans or people who aren't who aren't looked at in a positive light in this article or in this post say, oh well, it's bias. You know what I mean? It's clearly bias, fake news, blah blah. Um, but I mean, I hate to say this, but this is percent of people who who'd rather be dumb than dumb and happy than smart. And Democrats are like the lower ones on the scale. I kind of feel that's true. I kind of feel like that makes sense to me. I wouldn't want. I wouldn't want to know that I'm dumb just to be happy. Does that does that make sense? Like I I would definitely be in the forty one percent or even lower. I wouldn't want to be either, but I think it's. I hate to say this. This sounds really fucked up, but I feel like it's an intellectual. I think intellectuals are the majority in the Democratic Party where they are the minority in the Republican Party. And that may not be true. I don't really know. But I feel like the like the conservative party kind of represents more of the blue-collar working man uh, with a mix of some intellectuals. But I feel like to be an intellectual Republican, you have to be kind of shady as fuck. Mm. You know? Or willing to, or or you have to understand that the shadiness exists and accept it as a part of doing business, you know. Right. Whereas I think a Democrat is an idealist and doesn't believe shadiness exists, and thinks, oh, if shadiness exists, we just have to destroy it. And they, but the idealism is so far and so out of control that it's like socialism for everyone. This is the best way to do things. You know what I mean? So it can go both ways. You know, but yeah, so I don't know. I mean, you have to take with this what you want to take with it. You know what I mean? That's my only my opinion. They don't say that directly here. It's implied, though. Um, This other one is a is this a Venn diagram? I think it is. Right. Yeah. Um, Black Lives Matter is offensive. Four point four percent. People who are. uh, Oh, this is Republicans. Republicans who are offended by Black Lives Matter are the same Republicans who think people should not get offended so easily. Um, see, to me, this was a shocking because I find when I look at like black, La- I mean, uh, look at the conservative, a lot of the conservative viewpoints, a lot of democratic viewpoints, a lot of like, mm, we'll say the extreme feminism, feminist viewpoints or the extreme any any extreme viewpoint from extreme any extreme group, whether it's feminists, LGBTQ, red red uh, red pillars, whatever, 
it always you always see this kind of parallel where like like they'll say my rights are important i have the right to have a gun and that's okay but then they like oh no mother's rights they're trash though not important mm-hmm. you know like it's it's so there there's always this like kind of fucked up logic to it like is a lot totally illogical where it's like oh you're right what you want doesn't matter it's as long as it's falls within my you know it's just human beings are selfish trash you know as one of the guys in my discord says we just need like a full-on clean slate a full purging i've been let's saying this for years start again from the zygote you know just like let's go again you know <laughs> give us a redo um but there's even some selfishness in that because you want to be there to like experience that and then guide humanity forward. No, I recognize that I I won't be there, and I, I have no problem with that. Okay, I have no problem with that. But I just way, hope that whatever comes from it is better than what's here now. Some I, I've been for whatever reason, you know, judge me all you will. I've been watching YouTube videos about veganism and and you know <laughs> health stuff, and and some of the more extreme. Just a vegan, pretty much. Ah! Uh, some of the more extreme, uh, like aggressive, violent vegans are basically anti-human, like not wanting to recognize that we are, you know, part of nature, and like humans are the cancer. Um, you know, anyone who is there's this one chick you may recognize her name. There's, her name is Freely. Used to be known as Freely the Banana Girl. And in some of her older videos, she has said that anyone who is not, who has seen like, you know, animal cruelty documentaries and still won't go vegan should be sterilized. It's like, yeah. Yeah. Humans are a problem, but yeah, whatever. I mean, you know what? I think our bias is so extreme to ourselves and we're so perfectly selfish you know like if that's our superpower it's selfishness (laughs) you know like that's that's where we exceed you know it's funny i was thinking you know i get in the shower and i talk to myself because i'm a fucking main (laughs) and so i'm in the shower and i i I just got off discord and one of the guys on our discord comes in and he starts rambling about politics with the intention of riling us all up right because he's a conservative now, I've learned that I just don't talk about politics. We have one guy on our Discord who hates to talk about politics, and if he starts talking about it, he just leaves. So we try to keep it very high level or stay away from it altogether or only talk about it with certain people, which is bad in itself because you end up in this like kind of like echo chamber. But um, So this guy comes in and says something about politics, whatever, and then he leaves. And, of course, I'm all riled up. I leave the Discord, go take a shower. I get in the shower, and <laughs> I start talking to myself. And I'm thinking to myself, it's funny. People believe like that this Pizzagate thing was a real thing, right? They believe Pizzagate's real. People believe that there's a grand conspiracy or that the Illuminati is real. You know, people believe all these things. And here's what I realized from my experience. I, you know how I'm always saying everything's connected, right? All these experiences can teach us something about everything else. So at my job, it's the management of the place I used to work is is totally bungled. You know, A doesn't talk to B, 
There's constant reorganizations. I just came from a dinner, a lunch with a bunch of coworkers on Friday, and they were like, yeah, it's getting reorged again. It's a big mess. People are getting fired left and right. It's a disaster. What's going to happen? We don't know, right? So I'm thinking about that, and I'm thinking about all this shit that people think is happening with the government, and I realized something I've said for a long time. Don't, you know, and something someone else way smarter than me said, don't assume maliciousness when you can assume incompetence. Right. (laughs) So people think there's a conspiracy. People think that they don't understand D.C. They don't understand politics. And so they assume it's easy for them to understand. They want to believe that there's some grand villainous intelligence who's out to destroy everything that's American or whatever, you know, or to fuck children or to fucking, you know, work for the work for the Russian government or whatever the case may be. You know, and I mean, Trump, when I say that. Right. I think the reality is people are fucking selfish and stupid. You know, I think the sad reality is we're going to find out that Trump's working for the Russian is basically like trying to get a hotel built there and trying to make have a little nest egg lined up for himself when he gets out of office. I think that's the extent of it. That's exactly what it is. He's yeah, trying to I, open up like his own business to make himself more money. Yeah, exactly. I don't think it has anything to do with like selling us out to the Russians or doing it intentionally or anything like that. I assume incompetence, you know, and time and time again, like I realized every big company is just poorly run, you know, like, like that book, the Phoenix project that I told you guys about, about a week ago, a week or so ago, it produces a perfect storm of perfect, of a perfect company. What a company could become if it's perfect, if it has a few perfect people, but nowhere's perfect and nobody's perfect. So that scenario cannot exist. So I see, I realize IBM is trash. You know, Dell is trash. Every company's trash. The government, we know for a fact the U.S. government's trash. It's a massive bureaucracy. According to one of my old coworkers, GS14s, who worked with me at the Army, he said, this place is a jobs program. And he's 100% right. It's just designed to help all these motherfuckers push all this paper all over the place so that they can have all these jobs. That's mm-hmm. it. So that so, the, so some president at some time in history could say I added all these jobs, you know. <laughs> so they build these inflated fucking organisms. Anyway, so yeah, I, I I don't know. I feel like we. I don't know. We got to do better. Anyway, I'm not gonna go into. I could rant all day about stuff. You know how I get. Um, <laughs> all right, Republicans believe free speech. Uh, that believe in free speech are the same Republicans who believe. Athletes should be prohibited from sitting during the national anthem. I'll be honest with you. I don't know that sitting during the national anthem is. I guess it's free speech. I don't really know. I thought it's more of a protest, but I guess a protest is free speech. I don't really know. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe I'm thinking of speech too literally. I guess. I guess in the fairest sense of the word, it is free speech. So yeah, I don't know. To me, because I respect the country so much, I would never do that as a form of uh, protest, but I get it. Like, I get why they did it. They probably felt like, I don't have any other platform, but you're a rich fucking celebrity, basketball player, football player. You do have other platforms, actually. You know what I mean? So, whatever. Um, uh, Do people who support Trump's border wall think it's effective at keeping out immigrants who who enter the country illegally, the U.S. illegally, People, 15% of the people who support his wall believe it will believe it will keep people out. 
if I'm reading that right. No, 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 no. 22%. 22%. That's they incredible. also think that if they were illegal, if they were an illegal immigrant, they could get past the wall. I really don't think that's true. <laughs> I don't think most of them could get past the wall. But I don't... It, it, the funny thing is there's a wall already. <laughs> yeah. The whole wall thing is a fucking red herring. It's all fake. It's all smoke and mirrors. I'm like, I, how are we going to give this guy $50 billion for this fucking smoke and mirrors thing that he told all these fucking conservatives that they need and they believe him because they don't have any concept yet any idea and we're all like now we're debating it like it's a thing that could happen it's crazy mm-hmm. you know it's absolutely nuts it's like if obama came and said we need to have a boat in every person's house because every person needs to have a boat what if we have to what if the what if the planet sinks what <laughs> it's crazy <laughs> oh, it's just nuts funny. man it doesn't i mean it's like nobody has said, do we need a wall? Wait, we have like 700 miles of wall. Do we really need more wall? Mm-hmm. It's stupid, man. It's fucking dumb. Anyway, I'm not going to go over everything in this list. It's very interesting. Please read it. Um, I enjoyed reading it. It's pretty good. Um, pe- most people who think they think their economic opinions are well-informed cannot name a, C- a single living economist because i think most people don't know what an economist even is right you know i I can't i mean the two guys from um, free economics yeah i can name them that's about it i think one of them is an economist the other one's a journalist i think they're both economists but i could be wrong well maybe maybe they are i I don't know but i mean i think the average person it's shocking how many people i talk to don't fucking read a book it's fucking shocking. So, the only book everyone needs to read is the Bible, James. Ugh. Now, if you have a moment to talk about, I'm so <laughs> actually, James, you're right. One of them's an economist. One of them's a journalist. Yeah, I thought so. Okay. Yeah, but, but they're both named Stephen. Yeah, they are. I thought they were both named Jake or something. But yeah, Stephen. Yeah, you're right. One with a V and one with a PH. <laughs> now, Mike, which one is more Thickest. correct? I like the V myself. But... No. The PH is serious. The PH is a gentleman, Stephen. It Steven doesn't make any sense. The V is like some hood shit. Do you think the founding fathers would have used a V? Hell no. They would have written a U. <laughs> <laughs> Something equally crazy. <laughs> it's like, it doesn't matter because you couldn't read it anyways. Exactly. It's all well, they're squiggles. not teaching cursive anymore, so... Yeah, I can be God, able to read it soon anyway. God damn it, too soon. You had to bring that up. I uh, Today I had to read a letter that my mom was sent from her, I'll just say her niece, for lack of a better word. Uh-huh. And it was handwritten in cursive. There you go. That How'd was, you do? Uh, I mean, I could read it. Is uh, Her handwriting is not the best, so <laughs> it was a little uh-huh. bit of a struggle, but... And you know that's one of the things you got to you have to get used to their stroke, you know. Uh, um, <laughs> I did you I did use that word on purpose. I I figured you did. Uh, but you know, once you get used to it, you you can whiz through it. Yeah, exactly. Let me not, let me quickly quote someone. He's like, "Give Stevens. me liberty or give me death." No, no go ahead. Stevens versus Stevens. 
Okay. Oh, here we go. And he doesn't direct it at Stevens versus Stevens, but he gets the message across. Plush Velvet conjures up kings and opulence. Crushed Velvet conjures up pimps and hookers. Know the difference. Okay? You tell me which Steven wears Crushed Velvet and which Steven wears Plush Velvet. I think we know. Okay? The PH is a Plush Velvet man. The V is a Crushed Velvet man. Okay? Who's having a 40 ounce tonight? It's the Steven with the V. Okay? By the way, that quote... My man, Roger Stone. Mm. Ah. Simplistic names lead to simplistic minds. Absolutely. Absolutely. Evan, you know who that is, right? To talk about. Somewhat. So much to talk about about this guy. You're going to fall in love. I can't wait. (laughs) I already Oh, you did did put something about him. Okay, good. I did. I did. I added him in here. And I'm I'm avoiding. I know Evan does not like the digging into like all the like known stuff, and I think we shouldn't. But I have. I can't rely on facts, James. You just gotta tell me your opinion. I have so many unknowns for you. It's so good. Okay, you're gonna love it. Does it leave plenty of room for speculation, for wild speculation? Yes, and filling in the gaps with my own conspiracies. Oh yes, absolutely. Perfect. All about it. All right. Let's get into the next article here. Mike, I think that is yours. Yes, sir. So, I'm sure everyone's heard by now, the government has been reopened. He caved. Yep, Trump signed the bill that passed both the House and the Senate. Uh, But it's only for three weeks. So, no money for the wall. They signed it, but it's only good for three weeks. And supposedly, okay, now that they signed it, okay, government shutdown's over. All right, now we can talk about the wall, quote-unquote. You know? But is there a stipulation anywhere that Everyone's that says, saying that Trump Trump basically lost. Uh, we'll find out in three weeks whether it's another shutdown. But yeah. um, is there any, like, stipulation or anything like any, you know, better word where if a president is – a president or – was it Speaker? Not Speaker of the House. What's Mitch McConnell? What's his position? You know? Senate Majority Leader? Yeah, All right. So President or Senate Majority Leader basically, on the broad scheme of things, holding the country hostage. Is there any, you know, action that can be taken? No. Like removing them from their office? No. I Googled this. Not this very thing, but I Googled it. This is a James, be careful what you Google, man. <laughs> no, I, yeah. You're on another list. Um yeah. so it's like removal from office. Remove president by, by extrajudicial force. means. Yeah. No, like, <laughs> like what? No. <laughs> Michael in his turns, man. Extrajudicial means. I love it. Um no, so this is a t- the shutdown is a tactic that's old as time. It's been used for years by presidents. Okay, to to try to get things done. It's old, man. I didn't realize it. I thought it was a fairly new thing, but it's it's been used a lot. It's a just a total manipulation that presidents do. So it's very common. We don't hear about it a lot, but it's it's old. You know? So I wouldn't there's not it's it's, it's accepted practice. Like for these people, it's perfectly fine to shut the government down if you need to do something. You know, this is not even Trump's fault. I mean, it is Trump's fault, but it, it's I don't blame Trump for trying to use this to get his ridiculous wall done because it's the only outlet left to him. And it's a tactic that presidents and Congress have been using against each other for a long time. 
you know. This is this actually kind of brings up a point of something I don't like about uh lawmaking and bills and everything is that so many sort of unrelated things are bundled together for the same, you know, funding proposal. Yeah. Like yeah, if you want if you want money to build your wall, do that separately. Don't, you know, shut down basically all of the United States government because that's not, you know, part of your package. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To me the system works if you if someone if they say no to you, the system's working. You know? Or yeah. if they say yes, the system's working. You know, not let's just add fat into this other into this like basically let's call it quality of life bill. You know, like pay the pay the bills, pay for you know, I didn't realize this. I think we talked about this last week, but veterans are affected. They're not getting paid. Mm-hmm. You know? Like they don't get paid their GI bill money and all that stuff. Which is crazy to me. You know what I mean? It's one thing government employees, you know, I I know Evan is affected, but you know, it's one thing you're gonna get paid. It's every time this happens, government employees get paid. Contractors never fucking get paid. The gov the, the you have veterans who, you know, they're they're regular dudes and ladies. They're at home just trying to make it you know, they have PTSD or they're dealing with pain or whatever the case may be, or whatever. They need that money. You know, or they gotta pay for school. You know, they need that money. Why would you fuck with them? You know, it's like, so just like you said, have your quality of life bills, then add your fat um, onto another bill on its own. And if people don't like it, then that's a system at work. That's how balanced, that's the balance of power. Executive, legislative, and judicial. You know? It's also shitty that, you know, uh, a representative or congressman might get a, like a 400 page bill dumped on their desk eight hours before they have to vote on it. Yeah, that's just stupid. That's just stupid. It's because I fucking these fucking cuck lawyers up here. That's why. Yeah. It's all lawyers. That's the problem. They write all this stuff up. They're like, let's confuse these motherfuckers and try to slip this shit through. Yeah, damn. Kill them. I mean, uh, hug them all. Hug them all to death. Hug them all to death. <laughs> all right. So we have a hug. we have a three <laughs> a three week reprieve ish. Mm-hmm. I guess. Apparently, though. Uh, Trump has already started kind of like spinning this a little bit. Uh-huh. Uh, it says here he's already adopted some language that his Democratic adversaries have used during the shutdown. He conceded that, quote, we do not need 2,000 miles of concrete wall from sea to shining sea. We never did. And, and nobody quote, ever said that. Cut to a clip from his campaigns like, we need 2,000 miles yeah. of 40-foot <laughs> hall. <laughs> you know? This is all they do. This is all they do now. It's just like cut to a clip from his campaign thing of him lying. This is like the new meme. You know, he said, I never said the wall was going to be concrete. Then they cut to a clip. It's going to be a beautiful concrete wall. It's going to be wonderful. Concrete, it's great. You know, like, come on, man. Good, clean American concrete. Yeah, good, clean concrete filled with good, clean coal. Clean uh, coal. Wash yeah. the coal. Then he said, <laughs> he said smart walls, quote unquote. Just white. Yeah. That substitute some physical barriers for drones and other sensors. They say this semantic evolution provides uh, both the president and Democrats with a face-saving way forward if they want it. I mean, so the fence that is currently in place is also supported by personnel and drones. So we already have that? Yeah. I mean, maybe give them a bigger budget to do bet to buy select more options but i mean come on let's cut, cut some slack here buddy well how many more lies are you gonna cram down my fucking throat 
You know, it's just fucking, it's ridiculous, dude. It's not a problem. Fix immigration, you fuck, fuckwit. There was an infographic that I saw recently, and I, I cannot verify the facts behind it, but it was saying, like, say that people apprehended from various watch lists trying to cross the southern border. It was, like, 25. Trying to cross the northern border with Canada was, like, 100 or something. And then uh, in airports, like, 3,000. Yeah, that's where they come from. Yeah. They just fly here. That's where they come from. They don't come from like like the whole the whole thing. They should like we caught we caught terrorists coming across the Mexican border. Mexico doesn't care. They're trying to kill you and your kids. Mexico, the Mexican president has raped an American woman on live TV. You know, I'm obviously exaggerating, but they said all this stuff about terrorists coming across the border. Turns out it was like one terrorist, mm-hmm. one guy. Yeah, they're like, like, do you know how many terrorists terror- we've stopped? And then they're like. They're like, you know how many terrorists they stopped at the Mexico border? Apparently, well, from what I read, it was zero. Okay, yeah, zero. It was, you know, all at airports and stuff, not <laughs> not the southern border. Yeah. So, you know, they're fucking bullshitting. You yeah, know? they just conflate all these fucking numbers and shit. It's total. And the thing is... I mean, no do we need stuff to protect the border down south? Absolutely. Does it need to be a huge, massive, like, as in, like, the... The, District the wall 12. Yeah, like the China, you know, like the big China wall, you know? The Great Wall of China. The Great Wall of China. There we have go. to you. protect against the Mongol invasion, Mike. Big China right. Wall. <laughs> As known as the That's big what I'm going to start calling it now. The big China Wall. <laughs> oh, that's great. Actually, that sounds like something Trump would say, although I'm the, I'm the one who said how, it. I'm how the are wall. they going to get over the wall, though? You know, all they have is horses. Horses and trebuchets. You Mexicans, man, they're pretty clever. Yeah, they are. There's this thing called a ladder. They just throw it up the side. It's crazy. <laughs> Not if you have auto guns on top. No, I don't know. Yeah, I know, right? That's what I was say. Yeah, some auto guns to do it. As if I say that as if it were a thing, you know. But we need a moat of lava. A moat of lava. That yes. sounds. Oh, that sounds interesting, Evan. Yep. It is. <laughs> okay. Okay, moving on. Well, let's, let's get on that. I want you to write to your representative, Evan. Submit the bill, Mike. Who's your, who's your rep? No fucking clue. Cool. I'm sure there are several. There are several who I don't know of. <laughs> I'm sure there are. All right, let's move on. All right, Evan, this is something that might might hit near and dear to your heart. Okay. Uh, according to this article, the IRS will need at least a year to recover from the government shutdown. Hmm. So it says they're buried in millions of unanswered taxpayer letters, weeks behind schedule on training for workers, and in need of hiring thousands of new employees for this tax filing season. True. How it does so this does not affect me. I'm not saying it affects you directly, but right. this is, you know. Right. It's my people. <laughs> right, exactly. Although I'm trying to think of a nicer word than peon. So get the, the listen to this. 
Trump administration ordered more than 30,000 employees back to work without pay to prepare for tax filing season. 8,000 workers have claimed a hardship hardship exemption to not return to work, while an additional 5,700 workers could not be reached. <laughs> yeah, just turn your phone off, bro. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, you're not paying me? I'm not fucking answering the phone. What are you, stupid? This ain't the army, motherfucker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, so this is like the people who work in uh, call centers and uh, actually quite a few where I am. We still have a, a large, I'll say, paper processing facility. Mm-hmm. Uh, and those are all primarily like seasonal employees. Right. Low level scum. Jeez. That was you harsh. Heard, you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, this whether they're low level or not, this like the IRS functions off the back of these people. That's true. Just like UPS during Christmas time with their with their seasonal employees. I mean, that's a, how it is. I mean, you need somebody to handle all this shit that's coming into them on this horrible garbage process we call a tax process. So, you know, when you have a fucking trashy, inefficient garbage system, you need a lot of hands to help you fucking shuffle that fucking paper around. Now, I, I had a thought that uh, why don't they sort of make it more like a like a business for for every citizen. So if you have a business, you can, you know, file quarterly taxes. So it's never like, you know, a big hit once a year. So I thought, you know, why can't individuals do that? Maybe they can. <clears throat> but you you can file for an extension, I guess, if you you know, don't want to be caught up in all in the hustle and bustle. Not like you have to physically stand in line at an IRS building for them to process here, though. But I'm just trying to fix the system, you know, one idea at a time. I think you're the right move, man. Well, there's talk about, uh, you know, in other countries, they just file your taxes for you. Yeah. Because, you know, the government knows what you make. <laughs> right. They know they know everything about you, so they just do it. Do and then these... it's up you, And it's up you to, like... Check it and be like, okay, that looks good, or no, 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 that they fucked this up. I so mean, you'd still have to file. Fun. I mean, like, so for me, that'd be that'd work out fine for probably, you know, most for for you two probably work out fine. But for anyone who has, you know, who uses the UX tax law, US tax law for like exemptions or home ownership, you know, uh, tax breaks and stuff like that, you definitely have to basically refile anyways. They know how they know you own a house, Evan. I'm telling you. Look, you cannot. They, <laughs> you cannot trust them to itemize for you. I'm telling you, they got it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, for anybody trying to manipulate the manipulate the system to get more off or add more or whatever, whatever you know, whatever life changes that happen between tax seasons that the government doesn't know about, but that they can prove the system, they wouldn't be able to do that. But I'll be honest with you, I would love them to file my fucking taxes for me. It's a huge hassle, hassle and a headache every time because you don't do it enough to build up the muscle memory to be like, I'm a tax person. I know it unless you are one of those assholes who's like, I just understand this system. I got it, you know, but I think most people aren't. I think most people are like, I am just trying to live my fucking life. Now it's tax season. <laughs> you know, I, uh, I filed my taxes yesterday. 
I need to file mine, but although it turns out uh, I, I jumped the gun, I did a little early. Oh, uh, okay. They're not actually accepting returns till the 29th. Hmm. Well, congratulations. <laughs> you beat the crowd. Yeah. Well, they haven't accepted my return yet because they're not accepting them. So they. Uh, Are you in queue? Yeah. Hopefully, I'll get I'll get an email in a couple days. Yeah. Um, and but I can't file Maryland because they don't open it until the IRS starts accepting returns. Right. So, gotta wait to do Maryland. But that's okay. That's one nice I thing think... about Tennessee. There's no state income tax. Weird. One less piece of, one less thing to fill out. But is Even... there? But is there city income tax? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. The property taxes are a little bit higher probably to compensate and the sales tax is quite high. What is the sales tax? 975? Mm. That's not too bad. No, I mean, you know, grand scheme of things is not bad. But also James, I'm not sure if you've heard about uh certain companies like uh TurboTax and and Quicken and stuff like that that uh, for a moderate fee that will take care of your hassle for you. Yeah, no, I know. That's not normally. That's not normally do it. Well, I just went to the H and R Block website. And you can, you know, you can do it for free. Mm-hmm. Uh, the federal, so it just walks you through the process. So that's what I did. Good. Um. Yeah. Good. You know that uh, Tennessee and Maryland have almost the same population. I think we talked about this briefly a while ago, and uh, that does not surprise me. <clears throat> Pardon me. It does not surprise me. Mm-hmm. Okay. What do we got next here? Cool, man. Cool. Well, so this is... Uh... What is this paywall? What is this paywall? Oh, do you have a, a thing? It's yes. It's coming up like, ah, you need to whatever. Yes, I do not have. I do not subscribe to the Washington Post. Yeah, me too. So just tell us about it, Michael. Uh, I think if you this. try to open it in a incognito tab, you'll have more success. That's, but asking a lot. I know. I know. It, it is asking a lot. What are you, a privacy advocate or something? I never use incognito. What are you trying to hide, my, Mike? I do on my cellular phone, never on my desktop. Mike, what are you trying to hide? All kinds of stuff. Air it. Let's get it out here. Um, just so everyone knows, though, the Washington Post gives free digital subscriptions to all government employees. I didn't you just know need that. To sign up with your .gov email address. Michael, what is upscaling? So, this article says, The aristocrats are out of touch. Davos elites believe the answer to inequality is upskilling. Uh, okay, so... Davos is a place in Switzerland. Uh, leaders of the world's largest, most powerful companies uh, gather to meet at the World Economic Forum. A.K.A. Illuminati. Pretty much. Big Bilderberg. <laughs> they, they, they acknowledge that inequality is a major problem fueling populist backlash and that some middle-class jobs in the West are being lost to trade and automation. They said, even though more jobs overall are being created around the world. Uh, some business leaders went 
so far as to compare today's situation to the late 19th century, which is like Andrew Carnegie, Andrew Mellon, and Rockefeller, where they amassed huge fortunes while most of the working class toiled under harsh conditions. They said, we're living in a gilded age. Modern day pharaohs, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. I think in America, the aristocrats are out of touch. They don't understand the issues around the common man. Yeah, I think we explored this last week, the week before, where Trump doesn't know how a grocery store works. Yeah, Yeah. what could this banana cost? Like 70 bucks? (laughs) (laughs) Although, you know, I have that problem myself sometimes, you know. That's true. Like, how much are eggs? Like $7, you know? Like, I don't know. (laughs) They are now. (laughs) Gotta fucking know. Um, So... Uh, yeah, so there's this article talking about this, which is... Okay, and they talk about upskilling, right? So what's upskilling? Learning more? Exactly. So it's training, it's making sure that people are trained to do the new jobs that are available. Um, they said it needs to happen in K-12 to schools. Um, other people said that... Um, so they said it's up to grown-ups to make digital upskilling happen in K-12 schools. And then this person, Schwartzman, who's the chief executive of Blackstone, I don't even know what that is, but um, he's the one who said that. And then it says his calls were echoed by others, including Ruth Porat, chief financial officer at Alphabet, uh, Keith Block, co-chief executive of Salesforce, C. Vijaya Kumar, Chief Executive of HCL Technologies, and Michael Dell, founder of Dell Technologies. Dell is worth an estimated $28 billion, by the way. The the guy, not the company. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is happening, though. This upskilling thing is happening. And it's obvious to me, I mean, it should be obvious to all of us, that if you don't... I mean, it's something we've known for a long time, right? If you don't catch up you get left behind well yeah obviously um dell actually said that you need that companies need to train their workers continuously right he said his own company struggles to find enough skilled workers um he says you need to hire and train and grow them from within so that's good at least we know dell is doing that yeah but see the thing is you have to hire and train them and grow them from within but on like such a low pay that Probably no one wants to take that job. Yeah. Hmm. Some people always will, of course. I think the main reason you leave your job is for money. You know? I mean, if you could tolerate it at 40,000, you could probably tolerate it at, you know, you could probably tolerate it at the next level, but you want more money. You know? If you get new skills, you want, you want to make 80,000 now. You know what I mean? It's time that time, you know, so you got to change jobs. You know, and most places don't train their workers. Most places, I mean, Jacobs has a $5,000 training budget. What are you going to do with $5,000? You know? Buy an HTC5. (laughs) Well, no, I mean, actually, you could do a lot with $5,000, but the thing is, if you want to take off time for training, you just don't, like, how are you going to take the time off? Where are you going to get the time to do a real $5,000 training class? You're not going back to college with $5,000, not enough. You know, unless you supplement it, you pay the rest of it yourself, which I guess you could, you know. 
that's nothing. I mean, I remember the old, the golden days and they're like, yeah, we'll pay for your school. You know, mm-hmm. we'll pay for, I don't know. What was CSC back in the day, Evan? What do you mean? They, it wasn't like they'd pay for anything. They'd pay for a certain percentage of anything that was like related to your job or something like that. Uh, yeah, I think they would, they would cover the costs, maybe, maybe not books or anything, but they would, they would cover tuition for job related courses. But then you also had to, uh, stay with the company for two years after you completed your education or something like that. Which I think is fine. Whatever. You know, if they're paying for school, but you don't see that stuff anymore. Now it's gone. Now it's like, Hey, you know, (laughs) you're fucked. Yeah. Uh, one thing I will say, the new company that I started working for, they seem to be a lot better about training. I don't know about going to college, per se, but they're definitely willing to work with you. And I actually talked to the woman on the phone who kind of, was kind of in charge of that just the other day. And she said, she said, I've literally never said no to anyone. So Nice. She's like, training, that's what we want to do, you know. <clears throat> Make sure everyone's trained, getting trained, keeping up on current stuff. Absolutely. So, all right, cool. And it's it's tough if you've been sort of off or out of the forefront of technology for a while. So it's like I'm gonna okay, I'm going back to school. I'm gonna go take this training. I'm gonna build up some new skills, and then you know you feel good about yourself. You got this new skill set. It applies to your job directly. You're more efficient. Then you go to get a new job, and they're looking for someone with you know four times as many skills for you know, equal or, or maybe less pay. And then you're, you're, you know, back of the line again. So I like this, like upskilling thing, learn more. Yes. But there's really, there's going to be no end. Um, in, well, there never is in it. I mean, you know what they're going to true, you know, but oh, this is it, you know, windows 10, that's it. It's like, don't get any higher than this. I mean, come no, on. But, you know? <laughs> so, and some people are great for that, but, um, Going back to the K through 12 and even something James experienced, I definitely think that more encouragement should be made to the younger generations to learn a, a, a trade because that will be needed. And also I think this whole do more with less and upskilling and everything is uh, going back to the beginning of the show, an issue with overpopulation and we need to get rid of people. There are too, true. there are too many people for the jobs. If we cut the population in half, a lot of people are going to be employed. Evan, we got to got to ship them off world. Shoot them into space. Yeah. Got to go to Mars, bro. Yeah. So the three of us we're good <laughs> because you know it's not worth the expense of rocket fuel to get rid of three large gentlemen. They could you know they could get rid of seven normal sized people. So, you know, it's just more efficient to keep us around. Yeah, or just so put a good. bullet in the back of our heads. <laughs> that might be really efficient. Then who's going to deal with a rotting corpse, you know? Are you going to move a 400-pound rotting corpse, Mike? No, I'll be dead. <laughs> but guess what? Then they're going to hire people to do that, and more people have jobs. So you might have a point. Oh, there you go. Speaking of death, what do we got next here? So I find this funny because actually I read another article about uh, included in this one article and then follows into this next one I have. Uh, in the article I, I was just talking about with upskilling, 
they talked about the the higher tax rate that's been proposed by AOC. Uh huh. And a lot of them, it says, but millionaires and billionaires in Davos pan the idea of higher taxes, arguing that the private sector does a better job than the government of spending money wisely. No, I am not supportive of that. I don't think it would help the growth of the U.S. economy. Dell responded when asked about his views of the uh, 70% marginal income tax. He noted that he and his wife contribute most of their wealth to a foundation. Mm-hmm. I, I don't... I. I don't disagree with him. I think, I don't think, I think America at its roots doesn't want to penalize people for being successful. And I think AOC, as much as I like her and want AOC 2032 to be a thing. Well, we're about to, we're about to talk about that more right here. Uh, James, next article. What? Uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is exposing the super riches bogus claims about raising taxes. Oh, am I ahead of myself? Am I ahead I thought we were on that article right now. Well, we are. I mean, both. Okay. So the old article and this one both kind of talk about the same thing. So mm-hmm. um, so here's the thing. So we talked about this a few weeks ago, Evan, and you wanted me to come back at some point with uh, more info, right? Yep. I don't think we're at the deadline yet. No, but... we have two more weeks. Okay. So... That we talked about, okay, getting taxed seventy percent on people who make over ten million dollars a year, right? Mm-hmm. So, a little bit of clarification, right? You the the tax would be seventy percent on the excess, like over ten million dollars a year. So, if you made ten million and thirty dollars, the seventy percent would be on thirty dollars. Yes, the thirty dollars would be taxed at seventy percent. Yeah. Ah. Not your whole ten million. Right. Um and so yeah, and so Michael Dell is also uh quoted in this article, same thing. Um and then they said, you know, he's like he'd re- he'd prefer to donate the money, right? Mm-hmm. Which he said, I give it to a foundation. But if they note in this article that move of course comes with a tax break, you know? <laughs> so. It does. I, I will say this though, a private foundation, uh, if chosen correctly, and you know not just for tax break, not not for hiding money, they will definitely advance, I'll say, civilization much quicker than the U.S. government would. Now, if these, True. if the seventy percent, you know, excess tax goes to government funding of you know, housing and universal basic. And I don't want to go into that though. Cause that's like, give us your money. Cause you're super rich. We deserve it too. You know, not that, but, um, uh, feeding families, repairing healthcare. infrastructure, healthcare. Yeah. If it's, you know, that positive stuff and it can run efficiently, which efficient government run stuff is not really synonymous. Uh, then I'll support that too. Um, but like if it, if he dumped all the extra money into say Red Cross or, you know, food banks around the country, that's fine. Yeah. I mean, they go, they go on and talk about this more in, uh, in this article, they say from 1936 to 1980, 
the top rate never dipped below 70%. Mm-hmm. That changed with former President Ronald, Ronald Reagan, who rode a wave of anti-tax backlash that has grown stronger with each year since, culminating when Congress passed Trump's tax cut in 2017. Uh, it's a, it, this article says the fantasy that these cuts would benefit ordinary Americans is largely over. And they say the policies of the last several decades, going back to at least 1981, have largely decimated what was once the American dream, hollowing out communities, the middle class. Uh, adding that people are now unable to afford what was once considered the essentials, health care and housing. Mm-hmm. It says unemployment is at record lows. But ordinary Americans are feeling anxious in the face of ballooning student debt, increasingly out-of-reach real estate, and the prospect of affording a secure retirement. And I have to agree. I think uh, another problem is, like, we'll just say healthcare and, you know, doctor and prescription costs. It's, they're high because insurance companies like and and pharmaceutical companies and everything charge more because they have investors to report you know gains to mm-hmm. i'm not oh, saying yeah, i'm oh, not saying like a government run healthcare system would be better but it would be cheaper probably True. right imagine the bureaucracy to use it Ooh. oh yeah uh, james have you ever tried to get anything done in our in our healthcare system? No, I haven't. I heard that it's horrible. I mean, you haven't. Of course, you have. <laughs> no, we say our healthcare system. You mean the the? the... I mean our healthcare system with Cigna and anyone. Oh no, yeah, it's horrible. Sure. Yeah, there's no bureaucracy there, right? Everything's no, nice and clean and easy. They're not get the fuck out of here. To fix it. The difference between the uh, the <laughs> private sector and the U.S. government is the U.S. government, even if there was competition, would not be incentivized to fix it. They don't. They don't suffer. The laws of capitalism, the government. So they don't care. So if it, if interesting you work, bring it's... up the laws of capitalism because there there really isn't that much competition. I mean, what, there's Cigna and there's one other company? I mean, come no, on. No, the problem I mean... is those companies, the way they work, they use a single, they use the whatever their system is, whatever the system, I forgot what it's called now, but the way it works is they go through between them and the buyers, the people who buy the healthcare for this service or that service or whatever, the the system's all fucked up. It's just all a mess. You yes. know, it's it's not it's not and, and and if you wanted to start a healthcare company, I mean, how would you even do something like that? I, I think know. when people think go, about go start a cell phone company. Go ahead. Yeah, exactly. When you think about doing that, <laughs> you know uh, but, All right, I need eighty billion in kids' startup capital. Like yeah, yeah okay, exactly. great. You know. So I also need to buy some bandwidth. Verizon, you'll hook me up, right? Yeah. <laughs> right. So um the 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 tax rate, right? 70%, right? On a bu- on any earnings above 10 million? Yep. How many Americans do you think that would affect? 75. No, it's more than that. <laughs> 2000. Probably under uh, probably under a percent. It's uh 16,000 taxpayers. Okay. That's it. Mhm. That's it. So what, is, uh, what would the government do with the money? Healthcare? What everything Evan just talked about? Military. Do you think they'd actually use it for healthcare or they'd fucking piss it away somehow? Well, that's AOC's goal. I mean, 
Her goal isn't to be like, all right, we need Space Force. You know, that's not her. Yeah. That's not I her totally goal. totally forgot about that, by the way. Oh, you forgot about that? Oh, wow, yeah. That's, forgot that's real, about baby. that. <laughs> they got uniforms and everything. No, I'm kidding. No, I don't. <laughs> no, I follow some parody account on fucking Instagram, and it's hilarious. Yeah, Hopefully, it would be used to roll out nationwide gigabit, upgrade the telecommunications infrastructure for healthcare, mm-hmm. um, upgrade roads. Uh, infrastructure, you know, infrastructure. Yeah, give money to states for education. Um, fuck the whole college loan scam system. Um, but everyone in Congress would probably get a huge raise. And huge raise for what? Because they have all this new money. I mean, they wouldn't. They wouldn't do any of that stuff, Evan. I'm sorry. No, I know they wouldn't. That's all you're like. That's fantasy. They're not gonna do any of that shit. James, you're How such much... a Debbie Downer. No, because right. our our country doesn't care about like infrastructure. They've proven time and time again, infrastructure doesn't matter. They don't give a shit about it. You know, they don't care. Like we we are like the like one of the lowest, one of the biggest losers in internet speed. You know, and they don't care. It doesn't profit matter matters. Our our enemies, our our global enemies, have fucking. Faster internet speed and smarter kids than ours do. And how how many ISPs do they have in these countries where they have faster internet? Probably one. Probably one, and it's probably run by the government, right? And that's fine. <laughs> if if fucking if so, fucking, here we have capitalism, a, and we get, what? Pie, we get one or two pie, choices, and they both if suck. That son of a bitch, cuck lord, Agipai <laughs> can bring me a gigabit fiber to the door. I don't care. I'll I'll pay him. He can be the only provider. Perfectly fine. Right, because what do we have now? Uh, uh, you know, maybe you have two choices or three. You have two if you're choices, lucky. they're all horrible, and they're all trying to fuck you. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Thank you. Exactly. I have a, a follow up question. So, oh. on on these roughly sixteen thousand taxpayers who would pay some excess, is there any estimate on what that excess might be per year? Uh, like like a billion dollars total. That's I've, gonna do nothing. I've, I've seen it mentioned, but not not in this article. Okay. So I don't have because that's like assuming it's a billion dollars, and that's a lot. You know, it's, for sure it's gonna be less than that. But a billion dollars is fucking nothing. Oh no, you're right. Um, I don't know. Whatever happens, happens. Right. So, anyway, I'll try to find the numbers on that at some point, Evan. Thank you. Um, I want to put a pin in that. Yeah, pin it up. All right, James. What do we got here, Mister? Okay, so, okay. Yes. This is an article I found from Cracked. I just put it up here because it has some information about Roger Stone. It's not all the facts, though. It's just some things. Let me go down my list. And and look, obviously, we're not going to talk about the details of what's happening right now. Just to give anybody a recap who doesn't know or doesn't pay attention to the news, Roger Stone was arrested at his house in, in, in uh, Florida, I think Thursday or Friday uh, morning. The FBI came to his house, knocked on his door, and arrested him. It was a very peaceful, no big deal. Everything's fine. Um... 
he was arrested because he may have obstructed with witness testimony and he may have lied to Congress. Okay. It's kind of the kind of crime that rich white people do all the time. He got $250,000 bond and he's roaming around free, free on the street. So I watched his press conference when he was, after he got out and he does the Nixon like fingers out, you know, like he walks away and he, as he's walking, he's like, ah, you know, like he, while he does his Nixon, I'm getting on the plane and I'm leaving for the last time salute with the two piece signs and the arms, uh, arms akimbo. Okay. (laughs) So I thought, man, that's weird. He's like, is that a tricky dick thing going on there? But I was like, okay, let's talk about Roger Stone. So things you should know about Roger Stone. Number one, he's jacked. Okay, <laughs> he's a he's a svelte sixty-seven year old man, jacked, swole boy, thick boy, has been all his life. Okay, very well maintained, as they say. All right, he loves Richard Nixon. He worked in the Nixon campaign when he was nineteen years old. Uh, he's notably, uh, he's notably, he's been known for doing. He did the things he did for Nixon were underhanded to say the least. Stuff like giving invitations to, uh, giving giving uh, Democrats in the invitations to parties and events that just didn't exist. Tampering with their phone lines so they couldn't do voter outreach. Was this Fire Festival? Uh, yeah, basically. Um, he. Uh, what else did he do? He did a bunch of shady things for him when he was when when Nixon was running for office and while Nixon was in office. He was not involved in Watergate at all. He's too but young for that. James, let's yeah. remember, boys will be boys. That's right, boys will be boys. Okay. So, uh, let's see. He worked with Manafort as a lobbyist in 1980. In the 80s, he started a company with Manafort called Black Manafort and Stone. It's a lobbyist firm. They lobbied for swell countries with great uh, human rights uh, records like uh, Angola and Somalia and uh, you name it, a who's who in horrible places. Um, So they did a lot of stuff like that. Uh, They sold the company like 25 years ago and Manafort continued working on his, on that kind of lobby work uh, for the Russians and for Ukraine for for Ukraine as we know uh, and working in the Ukraine for the Russians as we know uh, totally unrelated he's a, he's a swell guy totally unrelated he's innocent okay Paul Manafort is um, not a snazzy dresser Paul Manafort by the way there's a whole thing about him he's an idiot uh, he doesn't have time to dress he's too busy hustling for yeah, business he's, he's hustling and we all know whenever you hustle that's a good thing um, he's old friends with Trump He's been asking Trump to run for office for many years. Uh, he he met Trump when he was a lobbyist for Trump's casino in uh, the late 80s or early 80s. So let's jump to 1996. Stone was on, he was a advisor for Bob Dole's presidential campaign. Uh, he was fired, though. And let me tell you why he was fired. I'm going to read a, read a quote here from that article. What you have there. 
1996, Stone was fired from his position at Bob in Bob Dole's presidential campaign after the discovery of a personal ad uh, he and his wife had taken out in a swinger magazine called "This Local Swinger Fever." The <laughs> the ad read, "Hot insatiable lady and her handsome bodybuilder husband, experienced swingers, seek similar couples or exceptional muscular single men." Uh, with lots of pictures, <laughs> lots of pictures of his jacked frame, and he's jacked. He's jacked in the way that Jack Lalane was jacked. Like, if you know what I mean, like yeah. that kind of smooth but swole, not cut. You know, like like 1950s swole. You know, I like mean, just that's... imagine this guy 45 years ago. It would have been amazing. Oh, probably. It's probably great. So, um, <clears throat> so yeah, he. Uh, he got in trouble for that, obviously, because America is a country of uh, prudes and liars. So we all feigned feigned horror at this. Honestly, I'm not mad at him. I think in 1996, and he did it something. It was on the internet. 1996. I don't even know how you would do this. Like now, there's apps for this. Like you could just go on an app, and you there's 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 anonymity and everything else. You know. People meet up for this kind of shit, and it's no big deal. But back then, it was a huge deal. So I kind of take a little bit of pause at a lot of these articles. Like the in the art, article that you got, I've put in there, the correct article, they, just, they say, he's a human piece of trash. I wouldn't call this guy a human piece of trash. I would call him a loyal conservative and maybe a scummy guy who's done some scummy things, but not human trash. And he's not human trash because he wants... He wants to swing with him and his wife. I really don't give a shit about that, and it's not important. It's it's interesting, an interesting little tidbit about him, but it's not important. So, ten years later, <laughs> take us to 2006. He's at it again. I'm not mad at this, but I find the wording wonderful. So, <laughs> an article, a uh, ad is placed in... I don't know where the ad was. Somewhere on the web. Hot Cuban pussy. Miami lady. 40, 24, 36. Has an insatiable hunger for huge hung black cock. She's 5'4 with huge tits, small waist, hot ass. Shaved pussy with a giant clit and big floppy pussy lips. She likes it hard, deep, and nasty. Obedient husband shares her cunt. You must be 22 to 40 lean muscular hung like a horse hygiene and attitude count 100 percent real contact me with a photo of face slash body slash meat you can contact him at players o2 at hotmail.com <laughs> here's the thing they know that this is roger stone because roger stone still to this day uses the email address players o2 at hotmail.com. <laughs> okay. I saw some, I've seen the picture of his wife. Not bad. Honestly. The pictures of her from the 1996 post. It was in the Inquirer, by the way, is who exposed this. She's hot and she's got some thick boobies. I mean, it's nice. You know, I'd go there. You know, she could probably still get it. So he has uh, a few more little tidbits about him. He has a room in his house with over 400 bespoke suits on display. He is the men's uh <clears throat> the men's fashion design fashion 
writer for the Daily Caller, which is a conservative ship ship posting magazine, but he writes their he writes for their men's fashion section. That's where the crushed velvet, plush velvet quote comes from. Uh, um, he's obsessed, obsessed with Richard Nixon. Obsessed. His office is a Richard Nixon museum. It's Nixon shit everywhere. He's obsessed with Richard Nixon. Last but not least, the best part about him and his love of Richard Nixon. He has, he's, it's funny, okay? If you asked me, does Donald, Donald Trump have a tattoo? I'd be like, no, he doesn't. There's no way he does. If you asked me if Obama has a tattoo, I'd be like, no. Matter of fact, I can't think of one presidential candidate or one politician who has a tattoo. Not because I know they don't, but because you just don't get the idea that politicians and people in politics have tattoos. Not our man, Roger Stone. He proudly shows the tattoo on his back of Tricky Dick, smiling, big, a big, beautiful picture of Richard Nixon on his back, smiling right in the center of his shoulder blades. And he loves taking his shirt off to show the picture. There's a picture of him with the guy from InfoWars. And the guy from InfoWars is like, look at this. And it's Roger Stone with his fucking shirt off, being an old ripped dude with his fucking tattoo. It's the craziest thing. He's such a fucking weird guy. Oh, yeah. And he wears black circular glasses. He looks like a male version of the lady who builds all the suits in The Impossibles. (laughs) That's what he looks like. I'm serious. He wears top hats and weird bowler hats and fucking weird black like suits, like leather suits with fucking Kango hats. He's a strange motherfucker. He's strange, man. Forget about all the weird shit he did, the political nonsensicalness and fucking being boys with Trump and helping Trump and whatever. He's just a fucking weirdo. I mean, I find it very interesting. Anyway, that's all. Roger Stone. He's a good he's, guy. He's very confident in who he is. Oh, yeah, he is. He knows oh, yeah, he who is. he is. He is. And I will put some pictures. I'll put some links to some photos down in the in the extra section if anybody wants to see. But challenge yourself. Google Roger Stone tattoo. It's worth it. Because it's ridiculous. It's just <clears> strange. strange. I read I read this this article you sent and it says also he's all this shit talking you know he's like calling people all kinds of wild shit oh yeah that, I didn't especially, even go into that especially women and black people um, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and, he hates women and black people yeah it says he, it's gotten him banned from CNN and MSNBC it says even Fox News has banned him and the person who wrote this article said I didn't even think that was possible snowflakes I, I figured you could eat a liberal live on the air and receive only a first strike. <laughs> yeah, he oh says he got banned from Twitter for saying crazy shit. You know, he's like these negroes, blah blah blah. He says wild shit. He's a wild motherfucker, this guy. You know, he's a wild motherfucker. Would you like to see him at two forty-five a.m. on public access television, just yes. ranting behind a desk? Very much. Oh, I didn't even tell you. He said he's been tried to kill. He said Hillary tried to have him killed twice. <laughs> and he says the deep state is out to destroy him. He said he says his car was T-boned in in 2016 and he's like I'm certain it was the deep state. You know, they were trying to kill me. You know, he said someone poisoned his dogs with antifreeze and again the deep state. You know, he's a fucking madman. I would totally love to see him at 2:45 in the morning 
ranting and raving about this and that. This is like a shitty green screen going on behind him with just like nuclear bomb explosions. Yeah. As he's talking about his reality. Yeah, he's nuts. Which one of you guys put this next article in here? Not me. I did. James, I saw this, but I didn't I didn't put it in there. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I saw it just before the show and I was like, I have to talk about this. <laughs> wow. Um, are we ready? Sure. Okay. So EV Air, EVA Air, Taiwanese Airline. Uh a large man boards the airline. <laughs> he took boards up the, the airplane. Ro- yeah, huh? Boards the airplane. Boards the airplane. Yes, Michael. Thank you for nitpicking that detail. It's not clear what I was trying to get across. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, <laughs> words have meaning. You're right. Um, so, yeah. I. So, uh, I'm a little unclear on this part of the story. It says he demanded an entire row to himself. I don't know if he paid for the row. Or what? It might be in this article, but I didn't find it from this article. I found it from the from a, from a like a a YouTube video. So I didn't. I don't know, but I don't think he paid for the row. I think he demanded for the row, and they gave it to him because Taiwan like doesn't know how to deal with fat people. I guess I don't know. They were scared he's gonna eat them. I don't know what happened, but he demanded the row. He got the row. He was having some issues. So he uh, he said he tried to go in the bathroom. He couldn't fit in the regular bathroom. Okay. So they said, okay. They took him to the first class bathroom. He went in the bathroom and he said, look, I need you to pull my underwear down. Okay. Let me tell you something. <laughs> That's where I take a hard pass. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, no, nah, I'm out. I'm sorry. You're going to have to shit yourself right here and right now. Mm-hmm. Nobody's gonna help you with this, okay? But these stewardesses, why I don't know. One of them, I think, it's the same young lady. She put on rubber gloves. She pulled his underwear down, and he went in the bathroom. The guy said, "I need to leave the door open so I don't suffocate." She said, "No, sir." So they said no to that, and he closed the door and took his shit. So he gets up. He comes, he opens the door, he says, I need you to wipe my ass. And I guess it took some cajoling, but eventually someone said, this young young lady said, okay. She put the rubber gloves back on, (laughs) and she wipes this motherfucker's ass. Then she proceeds to go in the other bathroom and cry and vomit. Let me tell you something. (laughs) Yo. I, I just don't even know. I don't even know where to begin. I put this in here because I'm a big guy, and I've been in an airplane bathroom, and it sucks. As a rule, though, I prep my body so I don't ever have to shit on a plane. Yeah. You know? I've never shit on a plane. I can't even imagine ever trying to shit on the plane. I think the most I've done on a plane is had to wipe my ass because I was sweating and I had mud butt. Okay? <laughs> yeah. But I've never like been like, all right, let me sit down and relax. I can't sit in that bathroom. It's too small. So I've prepped my body for this. I'm not saying that this guy should have done that, but he should have done that. You know? He should have. And, ju- I mean, there's, judging by something further down in this article, uh, when 
the attendant was cleaning him, he said, uh, he was like, mmm, deeper, deeper. So yes. on that statement, this person should be put on a uh, no-fly list for the entire world. Yeah. You're not allowed on an airplane ever again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, mm, deeper. So, so look, I, I think my tonage might have portrayed this guy as a good guy or as a guy who was just sick and fat and just trying to make do. But no, he's a sick fucker. He's a piece of shit. This guy is a piece of human garbage. Okay? Yep. The, uh, I had an idea while you were going through this. I thought, um, I, so for the safety of the plane and all the passengers, I support what the flight attendant did. However, should there be changes made to airplanes? Now, I, it would obviously be expensive to retrofit everything, but should there be a seatbelt in the bathroom? It's like, okay, you don't want to come out until someone wipes you. Fasten that seatbelt. We're landing with you in there, and you can talk to the cops when everyone else is left. You know, I don't think they would. I think maybe, I guess, I don't know. Would it be kidnapping to leave someone locked in the bathroom? They don't want to leave. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I mean, uh, maybe. Who knows? I have no idea. I always wonder if the seatbelt should be, or seatbelt or some restraint system should be in the bathroom anyway. You yeah. ever been in the bathroom during turbulence? It's like, yeah, everything's fine. It's like, <laughs> you're like, oh, God. No. This is how it is. You know? Right. I'm going to break my neck on the bathroom ceiling. Like, <laughs> you know? Like, <laughs> I always wonder if there should be something anyway. But this is ridiculous, dude. Come on. Yeah, no, this guy's a total piece of crap. I mean, Deep ridiculous. Man. I hate people. Yeah. They mentioned his weight. They said his weight is estimated at 440 pounds. Which, let me tell you something. As a big motherfucker, I can wipe my own ass. Yeah, me too. You know? I get that the bathroom is small, and maybe it's hard. I've been in a bathroom. I've been in one of those bathrooms before, and look, I have a picture somewhere, maybe on Facebook, of me like in the bathroom like this. It's like a <laughs> yeah. telephone pole. You know what I mean? Not the first class one either, like a regular one. It's like a fucking telephone pole, like being in a telephone, cl- you know, a telephone booth. closet. What do they call booth? Yeah, <laughs> the telephone booth. But this is I'm like, in the telephone pole. Yeah, that still, would be. That'd be a hell of a my trip. Ass, you know, I could wipe my ass. And I got long ass arms, but come on, man. How gross can you be? What a piece of shit. Anyway, whatever. This guy, he, he's going to learn the problem. He's going to learn what happens when you do this wild shit. Okay? You don't get away with it. Now it's 2019. Everybody on the internet fucking knows. He's on the New York Post. They got a picture of his ass. Okay? His family's going to be on TV in a couple days. We're sorry, Harold is a piece of shit. He's a fucking pervert. We know it. You know, I mean, it's gonna, it's not gonna, it's not gonna end well. He's gonna be like the guy who killed the, who shot the lion. They're gonna find out his name. They probably somebody already got his name already. I'm sure. You know, and they're gonna be people throwing shit balls at his house and everything. He's gonna come back to the country, and other airline flight attendants gonna be like, "Fuck you, don't." You know, this is no way. This ain't gonna last, dude. I think you might be. Um... A little optimistic, assuming he has a family. I'd say at the very most, he has a uh, 
a wife who he's probably, you know, mentally abused for quite a few years. Yeah. And he's definitely one of the people who goes through his life being selfish, thinking that everyone, you know, should be serving him instead of, you know, participating as a, a common sense member of the community. And so EVA, Mike, you seem to be an expert on this. This is out of uh, from L.A. to Taipei. So he was going to Taiwan. Yeah. Probably for some uh, extracurricular activities. Oh, that I don't know. I don't know what goes on in Taiwan. I thought about that. And I'm, a, I'm offended that you label me the expert. Uh, <laughs> yeah. How are you offended? You spent your entire <laughs> life, you know, propagating the myth that you're fucking an expert on all things Asian. <laughs> and now I finally try to use your knowledge and you're offended. I'm offended that you're offended. You're offended that I'm offended? <laughs> okay. Turn in your turn in slap the yellow card right down on the table, Mike. Shred. Yeah, I don't think they I think that stuff only goes I could be wrong, James weigh in, but uh I think that kind of stuff only goes on in uh, you know, the the lesser Uh I don't know about that. I'm not yeah, saying he was trying to buy someone, but you know, there's definitely prostitution in Taiwan and uh maybe he was going to meet a handler or something. So I kind of thought about that too when I saw the article. I was like, oh, he's going He's a sex tourist. Look at him. So fat, 400-pound piece of shit. He's a sex tourist. You know? <laughs> but I was like, Taiwan is not a place that's known for that. But who knows? I don't know Taiwan so well, so who knows? Maybe it is. Maybe there's a whole thing we don't know about. It's the ROC, baby! Yeah. You know? It's all he can afford, maybe. I mean, he, dude, He's, he's such a him. great person. Taiwan he doesn't want to go to... But he doesn't want to go to those trash places, right? You go to Taiwan. Taiwan's high class, but you still don't want to spend money. So, you know, you get the the worst of the best. <laughs> anyway, everybody in Taiwan knows who he is. <laughs> Those all these countries use the internet and Facebook like it's the internet, so they all know his face. He's not gonna. He's not gonna last too long. Yeah, Mike, don't be that guy. Yeah. Back back at both of you. <laughs> yeah, I won't be that guy. I mean I posted all the shit in our chat this week about Thailand, so I can't I can't say I've been I haven't been like, you know, being that guy this week. <laughs> no, that's fine. I have absolutely no problem with I don't necessarily like the word sex tourism, but I have no problem with prostitution. But Mike, don't be the guy who puts on this kind of show, takes a shit in the airplane. And you know, gets pleasure from forcing a flight attendant to to do this. Ugh, yeah, that's the worst. Well, like I said, right back at both of you assholes. <laughs> Michael, do better, okay? Don't yeah, do better, Michael. Do better, <laughs> you fucking assholes, man. It's not always you guys about are you. Both heavier than me. It's about the safety. It's it. about the safety of the flight, Mike. I don't want to hear it. Michael's right? going to issue a pub- public apology. For his I didn't behavior. do anything. <laughs> okay, look for it. We'll put it on the blog. So yeah, can, okay. You, you know, everyone take their opportunity to, you know, forgive him for what he's done. <laughs> now, if if you if you look in the article, you can actually blow up that guy's picture a little bit and see there is some family resemblance in there. Yeah, so, there is. There is. Big yeah, it looks face. like a fat white guy. What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> 
Oh, there's at least one 16th uh, Mohawk Indian in there somewhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyways, thank you for, uh, well, I can't really say thank you. I could have done without knowing about that, but it's out there. So thank you, James. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So various uh, Facebook properties, including Facebook itself with Messenger, Instagram, one of both of your favorites. Um, and gosh, what was the third one? I'm drawing a blank here. WhatsApp. WhatsApp. Yes. How could I forget that? Um, they are over the coming years going to have, I'll say, a unified backend to allow cross-platform communication and messaging, which currently cannot be done, at least easily or natively. Um, some people have questioned whether that means the end-to-end encryption of WhatsApp will be gone, maybe end-to-end encryption for Facebook Messenger um, will be added. I don't know how Instagram DMs work. Um, WhatsApp, I believe, is currently free, although you can pay, you know, you can donate um, to keep it free. Some have also speculated that once this is done, there will be sort of, you know, a, a more central database for scrubbing uh, and ad dispersal, which brought up a discussion that, you know, if WhatsApp starts to get flooded with ads, maybe there, there's obviously ads on Facebook, and I don't know if there are ads on Instagram, um, you know, that a lot of people will continue to move away to other products like we discussed a week or two ago. I think, Mike, you brought up Signal. Mm-hmm. That's a popular one. Um, this is obviously way beyond my technical expertise or foresight to figure out, you know, how bad this is going to be. I don't really, I use Facebook like periodically, but you know, I don't, I don't honestly think this will affect me very much. Either of you. Yeah. No, probably not. Mm-mm. Anyways, good to know about, um, I don't know. It's all, they just want more, more datums to yeah, sell, I, mean, I guess. Gonna, I'm trying to get away from messenger and I don't use WhatsApp and you know, Instagram's like just for stalking, right? Yeah. I mean, Instagram is just, it's just for like looking at chicks. You know, I don't, if I ran a business on it, anytime Facebook changes something, I get worried, you know, but it, it affected me when I had the airsoft podcast because you know, a lot of our page views were severely affected. You right, because of those guns. Yeah, we couldn't reach. No, not because of guns, but just because they changed monetization strategy to make it so that you have to pay to get mon- to get ads, to get people to see your, your post. So let's say I made you a, you became my fan, you liked my page. You should see my post in your feed. But Facebook said, if you want that person to see your post, you need to pay us. Mm-hmm. You know, so that kind of thing, they do stuff like that. So I learned a long time ago to not trust Facebook with all, don't have your, all your marketing and media eggs in the Facebook basket. So anybody who's well diversified with their business, they shouldn't have to worry about this. But anybody who's not, they should worry about it because who knows what will happen. You know, I think most people who use WhatsApp aren't thinking, oh, in, in encryption, that's great. They're thinking, I need a way to talk to my friend in Nambia or whatever. Right. You know, so. 
they're you know now people who are like in war torn blah 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 and want to have encrypted into in communication to protect themselves you know they they might they should be worried you know i mean Zuck, mark Zuckerberg doesn't have a good record with giving a shit about oppressed peoples you know the whole thing in uh it's not Myanmar that's the other guy who fucked up in Myanmar um oh it is Myanmar it is Myanmar uh yeah i mean they didn't have enough translators people understood Myanmar and so they let all this fake news on their platform and all these people died this is the the genocide the Rohingya genocide is all basically Facebook's fault. You know, they don't hmm. give a shit. Funny story. While that genocide was going on, uh, Jack Dorsey, the guy who runs Twitter, was in Myanmar having a nice, chill, relaxing time. A little vacation. He went a little, he did a little vacation there and took a vow of silence and, and didn't use his phone for, the, for a couple days. While that was all going on, the, how this all ties in together? Funny story. About seven years ago, Cuckerberg invites Jack Dorsey. Jack Dorsey's a renowned creepy dude, too, renowned weirdo. Okay, he invites he invites renowned weirdo Jack Dorsey to his house for lunch or for barbecue because Mark loves smoked meats. Okay, because um, the the cuck loves smoked meats. So he invites him over and he says, hey, look, I took this, I did this thing. And, and Zuckerberg does this every year. He says, I'm going to have a new New Year's resolution, some wackadoo shit, right? This year, he happened to say, I'm going to kill my own food. Whatever I eat, I'm going to kill it. So turns out he couldn't he, go. He wanted to hunt the most cunning prey of all? No. That'd be interesting. No. He's just a, it's fucking weird. So it turns out in where he lives in Palo Alto, there's like nowhere to hunt easily. It's a huge pain in the butt. So he said he found out that it's the most efficient way, being the guy he is, he found out it's illegal for him to have like up to six goats on his property. So what he would do is he, he bought a cattle prod, he bought six goats, and he just has Jack Dorsey in his fucking living room. He's like, oh, get our dinner. He goes outside, cattle prods the shit out of the fucking goat, brings it inside, butchers it, and cooks it somewhere <laughs> jack dorsey is thoroughly disgusted by this whole process and he says the goat was gross and cold so all he did was eat the salad and he left okay <laughs> funny story yeah wow. wow that just came out earlier this week so i didn't it was i thought it was funny but it was like not worth with so much in the thing it's not worth putting it in there but i thought i'd mention it now that's pretty good yeah yeah i, I respect the motivation but uh it's poor execution yeah, I do too, and I, you know, I think, I don't know. Yeah, it's pretty wild. Yeah, that's your boy, right, James? Cuckerberg? Yeah. I mean, BFFs. Like, yeah, sure, I guess, sure. What are you saying? <laughs> yeah, sure. I mean, re- Facebook was was James's idea, and he's you know yet to get any uh, recognition for it. So, yeah, I haven't got any money. Hmm. Well, All right, take him to take him to court. That's the American way. Oh, I will. So, Mike, what's the verdict? Well, it's trash, right? Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> I 
was talking to Evan the other day, and I was like, you know, I meant to watch this movie that came out, like, but I knew it was garbage because a it looked like garbage from the beginning, and b it came and went in the movie theater, like it was like, you know, in and out. And uh, but I like completely forgot about it, and I was like, oh yeah, I was like, I wanted to see that. I was like, all right, so I obtained it some somehow. And I watched this movie, Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets. Now, I think with better actors, it could have been better. Um, the actors were kind of crap. I mean, there were some real actors in it. But unfortunately, the main characters were just not great. And some of the supporting actors were not great either. Yeah. But, um, the story is super weird, too, and not well exposed, exposized. I don't know. The exposition right. is not very good. It's kind of rambling. I, I wanted to really like this movie, but I didn't. Amazingly, it has a 6.5 out of 10 on IMDb. And it actually has, a, to me, a pretty high score on Rotten Tomatoes. It was like 50? Is yeah, like Delavine or whatever. Sierra yep. Delavine. She's hot. She she's hot, and the main actor can actually act, sort of. He yeah. can. Maybe not in this role. I think he can. You know what? Uh, what was? I don't remember the name. I can never remember the name. Uh, I thought he was pretty good in the one movie where the the three high school friends find. A UFO and they get superpowers. Chronicle. Chronicle. I thought he was alright in that. Hmm. So I downloaded that. I've never actually watched it. You should. It looks like garbage. Uh, well, I mean, you watched Valerian, so it's probably Chronicle gonna be better a, than that. Has a seven point one out of ten on IMDb. So there you hey, go. There you go. Um, he's in a bunch of weird shit. Is he British or something? Of course. No, he's from Pennsylvania. Never mind. Really? He's Pennsylvania yeah. Dutch. Oh. <laughs> yeah, right. He's in True Blood. Hmm. Yeah. So you would not watch Valerian again, and you would not recommend anyone else to watch it? Yeah, no. What did you yeah. think about the scene? What did you think about uh, Rihanna's character? Dumb. Really? Yeah. I thought her character was like one of the... It was silly... But I just thought, like, I was like, well, why'd they kill her character off? I thought it was a good character. That was kind of cool. And interesting. I just thought it was poorly implemented. Yeah, I mean, the whole thing like was silly. they could have so much more with it. But they they could have, and they killed her immediately. You're yeah. like, thanks. Spoiler you know. alert. Jeez. Whatever. So the thing is, you can't invest, but her character was cool. Like, she could shapeshift and shit. Like, she was cool, and they just didn't do anything with her. It was kind of, like, a waste, like, wasted, you know? I don't know, man. I, I wish we could have seen more of the, you know, different aliens and stuff that are in the, in this universe, in this world. Um, it's a world you want to explore a little bit. I, think. I mean, it definitely is. That stuff is all interesting and everything, and the whole virtual market thing was kind of interesting. Yeah, that was a cool concept. Yeah, but they don't uh, they don't do enough. So I thought like the whole I don't know. There's so much of this that could be a good movie, but. <laughs> I, I feel like the plot was strange and it wasn't well executed. And, yeah. You know, it's sad because 
this apparently was a very famous French comic book. And it was oh, really, really popular. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's really popular. And a lot of people, it's a lot of people's passion. This Valerian, I forgot what the actual comic book's called, but it's people. Valerian and Loreline. Yeah, people are very passionate about it. So I think that it kind of it kind of did it a, a great disservice by letting like, letting this happen to this great possible. You know, it's like if Spider Man, like they, you know, it's like well, I can't say it's like Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, exactly, like Dragon Ball Z. But I think this has an older lineage than that, and the fact that it's a French comic, French sci-fi, which honestly I've never heard of French sci-fi. If you told me French people did sci-fi, I'd be like bullshit. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so to me, it's have you never heard of the Fifth Element? Is that French? Same same guy who made Valerian made that. It fits actually because it looks. <laughs> a lot. It, it looks. It, this reminds me so much of the Fifth Element. It's crazy. Same director. But the no, fifth but element is not like author. an ancient French story. Not the author. Right. Not the writer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. It has the same look. But the. Yeah. But this is. Well, like... Luke Besson wrote the screenplay of Valerian, of course, but it's based on the comic book, right? So. Yeah. But yeah, Luke Besson did the. You know, he did the fifth element. He did Lucy. He did Evan's favorite movie, Leon, the professional. Lucy's mm. dumb. Leon the professional is great. Yeah. Yeah, Lucy is dumb. Fail. Um he also did the original La Femme Nikita. Another great series. A great movie. I've never yep. seen any of the movies, but I used to watch the TV series on USA or whatever it was. Yeah, TV show is cool too. I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so Mike, I need to ask you to make a comparison between Valerian and uh, Jupiter Ascending. So, actually, Evan, I'm glad you asked this. Have so you I seen was, Jupiter Ascending? Uh, that's the one with Mila Kunis. Yes, and Channing Tatum with the fox with the dog ears and hyperskates or whatever. Right. So I was actually more more wanting to compare this movie to the other movie that you like, John Carter. Yes. Okay. Oh. Have you seen John Carter? I don't know why everyone seems to hate that movie. <laughs> it was great. If you like, take away whatever history it has, but just as a standalone movie, I loved it. So bad. They're they're similar in that they're I don't know. They have interesting aliens, I guess. Uh huh. You know, but um, yes, I kept on wanting to compare it to that. John but, Carter is another thing that could have been good, but it was like this weird failure, and I don't know why. Yeah, it was just like it, it could have been really interesting, but it just beca- it was so strange. I was so ill. Yeah, Jupiter Ascending was kind of crazy too. Jupiter Ascending is trash. It's the worst <laughs> movie of the three. Honestly, I would say John Carter is the best. Valerian is the second best, and and I agree with that. And uh. Uh, Jupiter Sending is just at the bottom below something else. I mean, they're like the bees. They pick the queen. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> what are you talking about? It's like the Loom of Fate? Yeah, exactly like the Loom of Fate. As soon, I knew the movie was going to be garbage as soon as I figured out that the title Jupiter was just, it was her name. I was like, oh, come on. I thought it had something to do with, you know, with the planets or some secret society who lives, you know, in the in the 
Eye of the Storm of Jupiter or some shit like that. Yeah, or it was just, or it just has nothing to do with anything, and it's just a cool name. That would have been better than than being so basic to be like Jupiter sending because she's ascending to the throne and her name's Jupiter. Mm-hmm. Go fuck mm-hmm. yourself. Yep. Pretty much. That was and I'm pretty sure movie. there's a there's a commonality between Jupiter sending that was delayed like a lot, maybe eight months or maybe a year. And wasn't Valerian also delayed a long time? There was a delay. I don't remember how long though. Yeah, I think there was a delay. That sounds familiar. It's unfortunate. Alright. Um, thank you, Mike. I uh, I'm sorry you had to go through that, I guess. Eh, I mean, I'm glad I watched it. It was okay, yeah. but eh. Yeah. Well, oh, something yeah. better for you to watch. You guys love well, the show. It's <laughs> what travelers? Yeah. I like this show. So most people probably have never seen it. Um, but it's Travelers season three was released sometime this past week. I have not watched a single episode. I It miraculously appeared to me uh, last night. Um, so I intend on going through and, and catching up. Uh, honestly, season one was the best. Things kind of started to fall apart season two. Season three I'm looking forward to. Season so, two ends with them in the barn, right? Uh, yes. Yeah, okay. That was actually kind of a... An, a a good scene, but overall season two was like, eh, it was okay. You know, their whole, like the plans were falling apart. I don't know if you necessarily feel bad for them. I just preferred to see, you know, how they operated during season one and everything. Um, so for anyone not familiar, some long time in the future, society sucks. People are sort of segregated into, you know, large gymnasiums for, for, not, more than just housing. That's like their little community. Um, a machine is created to allow this person's consciousness to be transported back in time at the moment of death of someone in the past. And the goal is to send back teams to like, you know, prevent disasters and try to, you know, make a better world for the future, eliminating where they came from, whether you, you know, have a problem with the, uh, was it the not the not the grandfather clause the grandfather effect like going back in time how can you change things since you came back in time in the first place so obviously things didn't change are the timelines separated you know stuff like that um i personally like the show it's on netflix i thought it was on on like sky 1 in canada originally maybe it it moved or maybe i was just mistaken but i will be watching that i'll be catching up on season 3 of travelers before we move on to game theory, I am also caught up on the Orville and Star Trek Discovery. The Orville's great as always. One of their their security officer, Alana, don't remember her last name, cute chick. She's gone. She was on she left in uh the end of the third episode. She returned home. Then you get to meet uh, like a temporary security officer played by Patrick Warburton. And he has like uh, an elephant trunk that is a second esophagus and leads into his stomach and he keeps eating on the bridge. <laughs> it's funny. It's funny. The Orville's so, great. Orville is a great Star Trek show. You mean the cute chick with the nose, which is all strong. Yeah. Oh man. I liked her. Yeah. She's gone. Like gone, gone or just like, it's a plot thing. Go- she left the show. Oh, stupid. 
Hopefully she can come back someday. But her the, the permanent replacement security officer is also a Salayan. But she's kind of rough around the edges. She's not nearly as, you know, demure. Still good, though. Mike, uh, I'm sure you have not watched any of them. You might not even have completed season one on either show. That is a true statement. I, I recommend you take some time to do so. And um, James. Yeah. Star Trek Discovery Season 2, your favorite girl, she's coming into her own. Who's that? Tilly. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, right, yeah. So she's good. I, I haven't seen, is it Episode 2 out? Yes. Yeah, I need to watch Episode 2. I haven't seen Episode 2 yet. Did you watch, watch Episode, episode one? 1? Uh, yeah, I've seen Episode 1. Pretty good. Episode yeah, 2 is I've better. Seen... It's like, I'm so excited for this season. Yeah, it's, so far it's great. What I saw of Episode 1 was fucking awesome. I was really pleased, actually. Yeah. Oh. I always want to hate this show, but it always, like, it's like, no, I'm actually a good show. It's not like the classic Star Treks, although this, there's sort of, I don't know if they're sort of becoming that way with Captain Pike and everything, and, and in episode two, um, they sort of go into some of the, you know, the prime directive and the morality of Federation and everything, so that's nice. Um, it's not overdone, though, but man... It's so good, Mike. Yeah. Please, please watch season one and then start season two. They're very different so far. Because in season one, there was like you know, the whole Klingon war. Um, season two is, is starting off to be like an investigation of some mysterious astronomical, you know, anomaly. These seven red dots appeared across the galaxy and they're trying to figure out what it is. Hmm. Um, okay. I yeah, could I could good. really do without the weird Every time I see this stuff about Spock, it mm-hmm. just angers me. I don't like the Spock tie-in. I think it's strange and unnecessary. Like the show can stand without tying Spock in, but that's something Star Trek always has trouble struggling with. They always feel like they need to tie a show to the primary other shows, whether it's Picard series or the original Star Trek. They figure they feel like they always have to tie them. Like if a show has a significant separation from the other shows where it's like a new cast, new crew, not the same ship, they always feel like they have to somehow connect. Right. And I, don't, I don't think they have to. I think if you're a Star Trek fan, you like Star Trek, make it, you like, you accept that they make a good show and done. You know what I mean? Like uh, Enterprise, Enterprise didn't have that connected tissue. You know? You knew you just watched it and you knew that it was connected. Mm-hmm. But it didn't have that, like, Spock connection. I think Spock was on it for some fucking reason, because Spock's a fucking magic time traveler or some shit. But, you know, <laughs> I'm just so tired of seeing Spock and things, or hearing about Spock, you know, or Spock's sister that he never spoke of, and now is, you know, I was like, come on, dude, get it together. Why do you have to, they have to shoehorn this fucking connection in it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, to me, it's unnecessary. It's a good show. Don't get me wrong, and I like what the plot's doing, but I just thought about that, and I was like, As, if there's anything, one thing I hate about it, it's how they feel like they need to, the Spock connection. Like, if they never spoke about her brother Spock, I'd right. be fucking happy. It'd be, I'd be like, great. It wouldn't even miss it. I, I have a feeling, he, you know, that won't be a focus for more than, I'll say, for any, uh, like, season's, 
in the future. Yeah, I think it's just something they're doing here. But I think afterwards it's going to stand on its own. But it sets a bad precedence to me. I don't know. I don't like it. In in some of the older Star Trek movies, which, Mike, what's the one where he... Um, oh, no. It was actually in the newer Star Trek movies with Zachary Kinto, where he, like, sacrificed himself to close, you know, the radiation door, and he was dying in the chamber, and Kirk came to save him and everything. Mm-hmm. So I maybe I'm skewing my memory, but there was some, um, I want to say there was some demonstration of like empathy in that, you know, scene or, or, you know, in the air around there. And I don't think anyone really questioned where that came from, but that's probably the little, you know, foot in the door that they used to integrate, um, discovery and Michael Burnham sort of, developing that part of Spock's personality. I don't think the Michael Burnham timeline is part of the part of the, that that timeline. Mm-hmm. I don't think it is. Evan, I'm not I'm not sure um you're saying because during that scene he's implying the empathy that Spock showed is is could be construed as where is her her influence on Spock's life as right. a child. Am I getting that right? Yes, exactly. And I think that might be valid, but I don't think Mm. it's part of the same timeline. I don't think, I think the Burnham is part of the standard timeline. And this one is obviously the, I forgot what it's called, timeline. Right. It's not the same though. Okay. Maybe, I don't know. Well, could be. I mean, one thing you got to remember, Spock is only half human. I mean, half Vulcan. He's half human, right? When it's convenient. Otherwise, he's an all-Vulcan asshole. Right. He's almost, his half-humanness only comes out when he needs to backhandedly, without smiling, make a joke. It's true. And the chicken crossed the road. Because it was logical. Yeah. And and everyone else laughs, and he's like, hmm. You know? (laughs) That's Spock in a nutshell. I mean, and they're like, he's half human. Look at him. He's an animal. He's a crazy man. You know? <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, I love, I just wanted to make sure everyone was aware of the Orville and Star Trek Discovery. I got to watch the Orville. So I haven't seen the Orville yet. I need to watch both of those. Um, before we move off of entertainment, I just want to mention that I watched a funny ass episode. I haven't been watching it as much anymore, but I watched Family Guy. And I watched an episode from season sixteen, yeah, um, where he's he Peter becomes a millennial. <laughs> okay, oh he adopts the millennial lifestyle or whatever. Like it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> like they hire. Basically, it starts off. They hire this millennial guy at their job. You know, it's at the Pawtucket Brewery. Yep. Um, and you know, this guy was just tweeting on his phone nonstop and it's like, brah, that's one of my triggers, brah, you know, and like, all this stuff, like, and it's like, come on, let's all go smoke. And he's like, holding up a thing. He's like, we can't smoke in here. He's like, it's not smoking, man. It's vaping. You know, like, <laughs> it's just fucking, it's hilarious. They're, they're riding around those hoverboard things, you know? Oh God. You know, I'm like, ha. Yeah, it's just did, it's just did Peter hilarious. fall and hurt his knee by any chance? No, 
Oh, it's a lost uh, opportunity. That's true. That's true. Um, but yes, yeah, it's, it's a pretty funny episode. So awesome! I encourage anyone to seek that out if you're curious. So um, I'll mention. I'll quickly mention two things that aren't in the show notes um, that aren't really worth putting in there. But Netflix is a show on a movie on Netflix called Polar with uh, Amy Polar Milkinson. Mikinson. Okay. Milkinson. He, he's a good actor. He is a good actor. Who? Mads Mikkelsen. Who? Oh, okay. Here we go. Yeah. So, in the movie, if you're familiar with Solid Snake, <laughs> he looks like Solid Snake. Like he's wearing a black trench coat with an eye patch. <laughs> and he's like all gray haired and grizzled. And, and, and it's basically like, you know, Hitman retires. They won't let him out. So he, he <laughs> right. takes back. He goes back. You know, and he gets him. He gets. He gets. He forces his way out. But and then tomato girl, monsters. So now he's to kill them all. You know, two I mean, brothers. That's... It's just called two brothers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. That's that's basically it. Like that's basically the movie. Honestly, if you like gunplay, and if you like a low budget John Wick, I mean, this is it. This is it. It has a couple few few good gun scenes. There's one scene where he has laser beams on his hands and he's using his hands to direct some auto turrets or something, auto guns. Nuts. <laughs> oh, yeah. ho, ho. okay. Yeah. Auto I mean, guns. You just said the magic words. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's not bad. Not a bad movie. I watched it last night. Not bad. Not great. It's got a 6.4 on IMDb. Um, the other one that I'm going to watch is IO. Uh, so, it looks like the Earth is done and humans now live on IO. But there's a few people, uh, patches of people all over all over the world living on Earth, but it's, like, toxic. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. there's a few safe zones, and this lady lives in a safe zone, and then some guy comes. He, he lands in a hot air balloon on her lawn, like, answering a radio message or something, and they decide together to go to the last ship leaving the planet. But they have to get there from where they are. So it's like, I don't know, a 9,000 mile journey across the country or something crazy to get there or whatever. So they're planning out this thing. That's what it's all about. And it's got the guy who played, um, hold on, I'll tell you who's in it. Um, Margaret Qualey, don't know who she is, and Anthony Mackie. So he's he's in, he's like the Hawk or the Bird Band. Yeah, from Avengers. In, in the Avengers, yeah. Um, it looks interesting, though. It's all sci-fi and cool. So it might be good, you know. Um, we'll see. I don't know. Uh, yeah, young scientist uh, searches for a way to leave the dying Earth. She finds a connection with a man who's racing to catch the last shuttle off the planet. So it seems kind of interesting. It's on Netflix as well, IO. Just the letter I, the letter O? Yeah. It's a sci-fi drama, so it might be good. We'll see. And I, was, I like dramedies. No, I'm yeah. kidding. <laughs> There's one last one that I just saw here that I'll mention. I saw it last night when I was watching this other thing on Netflix. It's called Kingdom. I normally wouldn't mention a foreign flick. <laughs> this is a Korean period piece. And another thing you guys know I like, hate is period pieces, right? It's a Korean period piece that takes place in like 1536 or something. I don't know. And this guy's a prince. His father's dead. And the father's young wife is trying to take over the kingdom, but she's has all these machinations going on and she's a really piece of shit. So the guy is trying to unravel the mystery of his father's death. And at the same time, all of these kind of dramatic period PC Korean 
you know, period piece drama things are happening. He's also trying to fight off a zombie invasion. So <laughs> I saw that and I was like, all right, I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. You got me. I just want to see what happens. You know, I know it's going to be bad, but I just I think it's going to be my kind of bad because it's such a ridiculous juxtaposition with the two things. So I don't know. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, uh, recap uh, next week, if you remember. We'll do. Yeah. If I don't interesting, week, if guys, true, it's not no. worth talking about. Okay, <laughs> fair enough. What is worth talking about, James? Rainbow uh, Six. Oh yeah, is this me? Next. I believe so. Yeah, so this is a couple videos. Yeah, it's a couple videos. Um, I have Rainbow Six Siege. I played it with friends. So Rainbow Six Siege has two modes: casual and ranked. Okay. I played casual, and the game, I found the game fun, but hard. Um, and then I found, I played the game, uh, I played the I played the game in ranked, and I found the game damn near unplayable in ranked. And I was the bottom level of ranked in copper, okay? But even though I had just started, like I was a level 10, there are people in copper, in the copper ranked level. So everyone's working their way up to platinum or diamond or whatever. So in the platinum level, there are people in platinum who are like level 100 something, you know? And so it doesn't really balance you very well. It kind of says, so people are like kind of in the chat. They're like, hey, man, you shouldn't be here. I'm going to team kill you. Don't take it take it wrong, but you can't be in this game with us. You know, it was a lot of that. It's really, it's a toxic in the extreme, okay? Um, Rainbow Six Sieges. I don't like it at all. Not having, not having a good time playing it. I uninstalled it. I'm like mad. I even paid money for it. So lately I saw guys in my discord playing it and they're like, yeah, we're on the road to copper. I was like, Oh, they're trying to rank. You know, I was like, cool. So then they came back and they, they would be in the, in the rainbow six Siege chat. Then they come back into the general chat and they're talking about their gameplay experience. And they're like, yeah, man, we almost trolled those guys. Da, 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 da. I was like, I thought you guys were in ranked ranked is traditionally very serious, you know? And, Rainbow Six has this kind of like there's two kinds of people like they say if you're trying to win you're try hard like trying to win is a negative thing and for some reason in Siege if you are trying to compete to win in casual it's bad like casuals for goofing off you know it's for it's for trolling people for talking shit for goofing off it's not for trying to win if you're trying to win you go to ranked so I'm talking to these guys and I'm like what's happening you're in ranked you're on the road to copper why are you talking about trolling people? They're like, oh, no, we don't. They're like, we just go and goof off. We're not trying to rank. I was like, so what about the people who are trying to rank on your team? He's like, no, no, it's no big deal for them. They'll be fine. I was appalled by this. I hate the thing, that that vibe, because to me, in, in whether you're in casual or ranked or whatever, you should be trying to win. That's where you play the game. You don't play the game because you're like, oh, this is fun. You know? Yeah, winning is fucking fun. That's what's fun. I you agree know? wholeheartedly, James. Yeah, I know you do. I know you do. You're a competitive soul like me. We compete often many things. Just for the audience to know that Evan's a part of these competitions. He's well aware of them. <laughs> so so I started, I mean, I, you know, of course, YouTube shows you what you're looking for when you at least know you're looking for it. And I saw this video series called, um, Oh My God, I'm a Girl. Oh My God, a Girl. And it's by this female... Uh, Rainbow Six player named Spontaneous, 
And this documents her experience on Rainbow Six when people find out she's a girl. Honestly, I think everyone should watch this. Not because they are passionate about Rainbow Six or give a shit about online gaming, but because I think in this day's environment, it's important to see how youth, how young men treat women online. You know? There's definitely a level of women out there who are exploiting men, the whole e-thoughts thing and all this kind of stuff. And they're exploiting people's, you know, stupidity and the, the fact that people don't want to be alone. And there's definitely a level to that that's negative. But in this particular case, I played saying Rainbow Six Siege. I know how hard it is to play with people who don't want you in the game. For her, she gets team killed all the time. Her ranking is good. She's a good player. She's like platinum or or gold or something. Okay, so she's a legitimately good player, but she is team killed all the time. She gets harassed all the time. It's insane. It's absolutely fucking bonkers. Like, I watched the video, and it opened my mind up to the whole thing. And I sat down and watched eight of her videos back to back because I was so shocked at the shit people would say to her when they found out she was female. It's really depressing, actually. You know, we wonder why women don't play games. We wonder why when you get onto a you get onto a VoIP session in a game where VoIP and communication is key, like Rainbow Six Siege, people aren't talking. This is why, you know. So the next video there is a video by a guy who just does kind of an assessment of harassment in general on Rainbow Six Siege and toxicity. Um, a lot of team killing. A lot of streamers get team killed. So, uh, what's his name? I always wonder, I was like, why doesn't Shroud play Rainbow Six Siege? Why doesn't the Doc play Rainbow Six Siege? So Shroud does play the game, but apparently they play it when they're sponsored only. Otherwise, they don't play the game. They showed, they showed the Doc playing. He goes in. He literally spawns in his first game. And he gets team. The guy's like, slick daddy. And he team kills him. <laughs> The doc's like, all right, I'm done. He closed the game, uninstall. Yeah. <laughs> Soda popping, same thing. Team killed immediately. Um, uh, Summit 1G, he luckily, he picked the character Doc. So when he got team killed, Doc has an ability to get back up. So as soon as he got back up, he killed the people who team killed him. <laughs> that's okay? funny. But that's the only reason he was able to get back up. There's no reporting method. There's a reporting method, but this guy, a guy gloats in the second video about how he's been reported 400 times, and nobody cares, and nobody's going to do anything. You have no recourse, mm-hmm. you know, except to not play the game. So it's a really toxic community. It's really bad. I've been sitting in the chat. They have the automated system in the chat. So if you say, like, certain words, it, it gives you, like, a 5-minute, 10-minute, 15-minute ban, okay? And I think I talked about it before. But... There's no, there's nothing protecting you, protecting people from hate speech and other kinds of crazy shit in the VoIP. So this girl gets harassed. It's crazy. I'm serious. And, you know, the N-word is like fucking code for just normal language over there. You know, I'm serious. It's really bad. It's really bad. And if you're not offended by this kind of stuff, I get it, right? Offense, taking offense to things is a personal issue, you know? Like the N-word offends me depending on how it's said and the way the word is pronounced. Um, like saying cunt doesn't offend me. I don't care. This is I'm not a woman, you know, or saying fuck me and my pussy doesn't hurt my feelings or offend me because I'm not a woman. 
But if you're a woman, I can totally see why you'd be bothered by this. You know? Mm-hmm. Anyway, I really challenge you guys, our fans, people listening to the show, and you guys to watch a couple of her videos or one or two of her videos. Pick one at random. That's the playlist there. And to look at this other video. Um, not because you care about Siege, but because I think it's important to be able to empathize with other people's experiences on the internet. You know? Now, obviously, this is childish behavior from the you know other players on on her team and on the server and everything. Mm-hmm. Do you think it is similar to how uh, like boys and girls in elementary school interact? Like, if you like a girl at you know at the age of seven or eight or something, you don't know about you know conversations, so you uh, you throw an insult or like hit her in the arm and run. I think. They're all adults now, of course, so it's it's stupid. I think, I'll be honest with you. Whenever I find out there's a woman playing a game I'm playing, I get excited. Mm-hmm. Not because I want to fuck her or anything like that, but because women very rarely are interested in the things I'm interested in. So I find it instantly exciting. And I think what happens is these guys don't know how to deal with women. Right. You know? And I think it's what you're saying. I think they just don't know how to deal with them. And so there are guys out there who hate women, clearly. There's a couple showcased in her videos who clearly, like, these guys don't want women playing in their games, you know? Just like I famously have said, I don't think a lot of women are funny. There's guys who are like, I don't think women can play games, you know? And that's, you know, my own stupid opinion and other people's stupid opinions, you know? Um, but, you know, I think inexperienced people can't play games. Inexperienced people aren't funny. You know, it's not, to, not right to say women in general aren't funny. You know, I know that there are some women who are really funny. But anyway, that's beside the point. But uh, I think that... Amy Schumer is not one of them. No, she's not. Nikki Glaser is way better. I don't know who that is. That's fine. But, yeah, the fat the fat um, girl from New Zealand, I think she's hilarious. Nobody the, likes her but me. Who's the I fat girl from New Zealand? She's an Australian or New Zealand or something like that. The fat blonde girl from all the singing. Oh, movies. I know who you're talking about. Um, you mean I don't, Fat I don't, Amy? Yeah, Fat Amy. Yeah, I think she's hilarious. Also, she's funny. The McCarthy, the chubby McCarthy, she's funny too. And the chick from Bridesmaids. I think that's the, the same one. No, 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 no. She was in that movie. The girl, the girl, she in the movie in the in, in Bridesmaids. She lives with Fat Amy and her brother. Okay. The chick who was making the cupcakes, who had the cupcake shop, who was the main character's best friend, or she was the main character. Her. She's on SNL, or she was. She was on SNL. She's hilarious. Kristen Wiig. Yeah, Kristen Wiig. She's hilarious. So there definitely are funny women. Um, But, like, the woman who people are like, this girl's funny. She's great. They're not funny. Amy Schumer, the redheaded chick with the big face, not funny. Who's the redheaded chick with the big face? You know what I'm talking about. She doesn't about. deserve a name. <laughs> she got a big ass face. Christy, Kristen, I don't know. Christina, I don't know. Redheaded chick with big face. I'm gonna Google that right now. <laughs> She's really outspoken and obnoxious. Nope, getting getting all kinds of things that shouldn't be getting. Nope. <laughs> Close that tab. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Was she in anything? That we would recognize? Unfunny female comedian with red hair. 
<laughs> That's James's Google search. <laughs> so Google, Google white knighted me. <laughs> all my all my searches are like it's like famous famous female comedians, the funniest women in comedy, worst stand up comedians ever. Top ten list. Here we go. Like she's bound to be in this one. Yeah, all right. She won't be though, because people think she's funny. Dane Cook is on this list. Amy Schumer's on this list. Carlos Mencia, Sarah Silverman, who I think she's okay. She's fine though, man. They got a picture of her with the boobs. Ooh, it's nice. Larry <laughs> the Cable Guy, not funny. Jeff Foxworth, not funny. Carrot Top, not funny. Rosa Donald, go kill yourself. Jeff Dunham, not funny. Kathy Griffin, that's her. Oh yeah, she's horrible. Yeah. She's she's like C list. Yeah, dude, I can't believe the the list I'm looking at. They have some people where I'm like, really? They have Dennis Miller, Dennis Leary, like not funny, not funny. Carlos Mencia is funny. We saw him. He's he he lost everything because of his thievery. Yeah, he's a joke to you. Yeah, whatever. Funny right. Mike's like funny is funny. It's exactly. Fat's yeah, fat. Funny's funny. They have Ricky funny. Gervais no. on this list, saying he's not funny. Yeah, out of here. Ricky Gervais is hilarious. See? But yeah, so I'm I'm off topic here, but I mean, you get what I'm saying. So, I mean, there's definitely some negative some some negative guys in there, but I think there's a lot of guys who are just immature and they just like don't know how to react to women and they you can see that these guys have made they're making an attempt at being funny. Like one guy says, "Are you a human with a XY chromosome?" <laughs> and he's trying to be funny, but then the girl does not react. And it pisses him off uh-huh. because he doesn't want to be ignored. So a lot of that is like a one-two punch of they say something they think is funny. The woman is either finds it awkward, uncomfortable, or just doesn't want to talk. Because once guys know she's a female, they start. there's always someone starts berating her. So she doesn't speak. And these other guys, they know already she's female because they know her username. So they start now they start berating her and become the enemy of women as well. You know, because she's like now ignored them. It's a circle, you know. And the whole I mean, like, I remember playing being online playing... doesn't help anything. If you were face to face, that never would happen. Oh, of course not. These guys are fucking pussies. I told the guy on our Discord. They said they were talking about saying the N word or something, and I was like, and I was like, yeah, but these guys. Matter of fact, we're talking about Rainbow Six Siege. And I said, like, but here's the thing: these guys would never say it to my face. If you can't say it to someone's face, don't say it. Don't be a fucking coward and a piece of shit your whole life. Fucking man up. If you want to say it, let's fucking go. Let's see if you can stand in front of a 400-pound, 6'2 black guy and say the N-word. Let's see if you got the balls. Or you just realize you're a 14-year-old pussy and you're just saying it because you think it sounds good. Because you think yep. it sounds cool, like like fuck or something. You know? You're a fucking coward. Anyway. Cowardice, cowardice runs deep, deep on the internet. Very upsetting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's it. Um, also, uh, one thing I didn't put in here, but I'll just mention quickly: Anthem, the Anthem demo came out, mixed reviews. The servers were down like crazy; it's basically unplayable for many people. PS4 basically never came online. Most people couldn't play it at all. Lots of frame drops and stuff like that. But then also, people said that the gameplay and the flight model and stuff like the flying around in your suit was awesome. That they loved it. So we'll see. You know. Lots of microtransactions and shit in it. Um, I would say, I, I personally would say don't pick it up. 
just because I don't believe EA is capable of making a game and supporting it for a long time. And I think now, I think most of us are looking for a game that we can play for a long period of time. And I don't think this is it. You know? Kind of cool. I, I watched a couple of streams quite briefly, but it, it really did not look like any fun to me. It, it didn't look like fun to me either. I was like, great. I mean, what is, is this? Is this, it's either, this is one of two things. It's either a ripped off Destiny or stolen Warframe. Uh-huh. It looks like it took Warframe and Destiny and pushed them together and crapped this fucking egg out. Kind of made it slower also. Yeah. It, it looked it looks like very slow to play. Yeah, it does look slow to play. I think it's safe to say I will not be playing this game, James. So thank you. Yeah, no, I won't either. I mean, I'm not... I had no intention of picking it up. I lost faith in EA and all these guys a long time ago, but when I see games come out, you know, I think I can do like a one-minute assessment and be like, this looks dumb. You know, very rarely do I see a game and be like, oh, this is, looks awesome. It looks like so much fun. You know, it's very rare that that happens now. Yep. All right. Um, Want to jump down to the Yum update? Mike, I think you got a couple things in here. Right. So, you know, we have the uh, the food pyramid. Yes. So Canada had something like that. Just, you know, they just had the four food groups. They've done away with it. Okay. So the new guidelines are as follows. Eat veggies, fruits, whole grains, plant-based protein foods regularly. Replace foods with saturated fat with unsaturated fat. Drink water almost exclusively. Avoid processed or prepared foods and beverages. Okay, I'm not really sure. Processed, I get prepared. I don't really... You gotta prepare something. Just like not sure what they mean there. Like Starbucks. Okay. Avoid alcohol. Cook more at home. Pay attention to food labels. All pretty good advice. Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. What's the isn't there statistics say twenty two or some odd like so many percent of people who look at labels are more likely to be more healthy or something like that. I don't know if there's any statistic, but uh, just, you know, taking the time when you go grocery shopping to actually check the labels, it does make a big difference. Yeah. It makes you actually realize what you might yeah. be eating. Yeah, even if you just peek at them. You just take yep. a quick look. Just to see, you know, you process that data and you're like, oh, yeah. But yeah, you should always look at labels. Interesting. So, is this their? This is their old food guide, Mike. The uh, the the infographic slightly slightly further down in the article looks like a rainbow, sort of with old yeah. uh, old pictures on it. Yeah. Exactly. It was like this is from 1992. A lot of carbs. Yeah, and uh, if you look at the 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 milk products. They even got the bag of milk in the in the milk pitcher there. Fucking really? Canadians. Yeah. The second one up, that yellow pitcher, has a bag of milk in it. Oh, I can't tell what that is. So. All right. Yeah, so any if anyone out there is lazy, which I'm sure you're not really, um, and if you want to pay attention to a food pyramid, basically... 
swap, turn it upside down, and then expand the expand the original ratios. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Right. Cool. Exactly. Well, thank you for this update. Uh, good job, Canada. I don't necessarily agree with their uh, the first first statement, but it's it's definitely an improvement. Canada's going vegan. <laughs> well, not quite, but yes. Um, okay. So next up, uh just wanted to talk uh, generally about what uh what you've been doing and what I've started doing now. Uh-huh. And uh so I started going to the gym more this week. Um I've been I think three times now. I'm gonna go again today. Uh you know, just doing some treadmill, just walking on the treadmill for I'm up to twenty minutes now at a time. Uh and then doing some resistance training. You know, chest press, lats, whatnot, you know, leg press. Are you doing them randomly or are you working through a, a program? Even one that you just like a basic one you found online? Not really have a program. Um, just kind of go do the same ones every time. Although I've decided now I should probably alternate, you know, leg day and not leg day. It's, I mean, uh, you can do full body workouts if you just not, you know, with, I'll say you could do them every day with, uh, with the intensity that you're probably working with. Hmm. But even if you, you know, the only reason to, to sort of isolate, Upper body, lower body, legs, back, stuff like that is if you are training like two hours a day for a bodybuilding competition and you are working to exhaustion every single day. You should not train two muscle groups, you know, back to back on consecutive days if you are at that level. If you're doing Oh, I'm getting sore. I mean, and then it's that's making it hard difficult to work out the next the next time. Oh, that that's fine. That's DOMS. That's delayed onset muscle soreness. That's your nervous system getting uh getting reacclimated to using your muscles. Mm-hmm. That will go away in about a week. I live a quarter mile at a time. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing else matters. Yeah. Um I got banned from the tracks for life. Uh, <laughs> so I never knocked on no- alright yeah so. <laughs> this is Michael's good for he's good for those those far out references I never knocked on nobody <laughs> it's great dude it's so good thank you for that Mike uh, so yeah so that's what I've been doing and then uh, along with that I've been being way more mindful of what I've been eating eating a lot less than I've mm-hmm. been traditionally eating. Uh, also been trying to stay away from carbs as much as possible. Also been staying away from alcohol as much as possible. That's good. Good. Uh, kind of faltered there on Wednesday a little bit, but... What was Wednesday? Dark night. Ah, so you're still doing that? Yeah. I'm not a quitter like James. He's like, I want to sit at home and play video games. I get it. You know, it's all good. Yeah, it's fun. Mm-hmm. One um, is fun and one is not. 
Well, okay. Okay. Fine. Um so yeah. So okay. well you fall off that horse, you get back on, you know? So yep. it's all good. And uh I've been actually making sure I weigh myself every day just to make sure I'm just keeping, you know, keeping track. Although I understand that, you know, some days you might not lose any weight or even go up or whatever. Yep. But um, so far, all my weigh-ins have been in the positive, or I should rather say negative, direction. Good. So that's always encouraging. Um, yeah. So, so you're been... drinking some... Some concoction right now. Oh today. Well, yeah, there's there's that. So I did I did order all the things necessary off of Amazon, although I probably could have found it all at the store. Um to make the fabled snake juice. <sighs> right. Which all it is is it kind of tastes like salty water, but it's not even that salty. Like I was expecting it to be like, oh god. Blah. Right, and like it's the like, ocean. Yeah, it's barely anything. Yeah, and I think it tastes great. I wish it was saltier. So you know, okay, whatever. If you, it's like, you mean that? We, <laughs> yeah, we can make it saltier. <laughs> so the reason um, that the one that you're drinking now works is because you can just have that, you know, through the whole day. Mm-hmm. Don't drink anything else. Just that. Mm-hmm. Um, the more concentrated it is the more, like, fresh water you can have. So the original recipe called for one teaspoon of uh, Himalayan salt and one teaspoon of uh, potassium in the form of no salt per liter of water. And that is salty as fuck. But pretty good. So he's having it. Um, more than having. Halving? No. Yes. And substituting, because some of the baking soda is, is substituted for some of the pinko Malayan salt. Um, it's honestly not bad. I, I have sort of begun to appreciate the saltier concoction because it's kind of like a broth. Mm-hmm. You know, it obviously doesn't have the flavor of broth, but you would rather have like a really salty beef broth or chicken broth than one that's like mostly water and just has a little bit of meat flavor. You're like, eh, so watered down. Right. So, yeah. I'm glad you're trying it. Do you have a plan? Is it one that I suggested? You're going to go like two days and then eat like a little something and then try to go for a couple more days? Or are you just going to keep going until you, uh, until you break down. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I haven't decided yet. I mean, I'll, I'll try to make it to two days, and then we'll see how I'm, how I'm feeling then. We'll say that. He does advocate the first 48 hours are the most crucial. And I'll tell you, even if you, if you do 48 hours, if you two days on, two days off kind of thing, you will, you'll get used to it quickly. So two days will turn into three days. Then you'll be like, okay, I'll do three three on, one off. Mm-hmm. And it gets easier and you, you, know, you fall into it more quickly and you start feeling some of the benefits. Um, if you, I hope you do keep with it for you know, at least a week 
a week worth of cycle. And I'm interested to get your feedback on one specific thing is not your weight. I want to know if and how your sleep improves. Mm-hmm. Well, you can't know that. Okay. Um, no, that's fine. Well, I'll set up a webcam. You can yeah. tune in whenever you need We're just to live streaming. We have a Twitch yeah. channel, so. Oh, yeah, that's true. Twitch.tv slash... Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah okay so um so how's it been going with you enough about me yeah and my journey how's it going with you and your journey i think i lost a pound this week so um, I went from losing 20 pounds to losing a pound yeah so for a couple reasons one major factor uh that contributed to me losing 20 pounds in the first week was something uh, known to the medical community as severe dehydration. What up? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I recognized that. I was like, man, I'm feeling shitty. Like every day after I you know, get back from the gym and I just want to sleep. And then I, uh, I took a day off from the gym and drank like the, the super salty version of the, of the juice. I was like, okay, I feel better. I kept doing that. I was like, I feel a lot better. But, you know, I was like holding on to most of that liquid. Um, so so you I have not fe- been drinking liquid before that? I mean, what's what's the problem? Not, not nearly enough. So I think as going back to my broth comparison, since the, since the weak broth or the weak snake juice was honestly quite off-putting to me, um, like I, I, on any given day, it would to me taste like, uh, like spoiled skim milk, like just a hint of gross flavor, not, not necessarily salty, but just like, yeah. Cause to me, skim milk is actually a little bit salty. Um, or it would taste like you took a bunch of like some water that was sitting, that was boiled and then left to sit. Uh, you know, the heat turned off and let to sit on the stove for a couple days, just out in the open. And then you dumped a bunch of old shrimp shells in there and drank that water. Like that's what it would taste like to me. Huh? So I was drinking like one and a half liters a day, maybe. Yeah. I just killed this in like an hour and a half. Yeah. And well, that's fine. You, you I was, like it. Obviously. I was taking my time. Yeah. I could have downed it easily. I'm glad you feel that way. For me, it was, I didn't even want to look at it. Wow. Yeah. But I am having much better luck with the, uh, with the original recipe, which is extra salty. Cause that actually, at least to me, it tastes like something. I saw a little, a little, uh, disagreement in the Reddit forum. Oh, about they're like Himalayan. Cause you know, they're showing Himalayan pink salt. And that's where the guy, Right shows in this video, and some other guys like I just use Morton's iodized salts because you know, make sure I have enough iodine, you know. Yep. And they're like, eh, it doesn't matter, you know, whatever. So it's a little back and forth about that. So yeah, the argument know. is that the pink salt is 
it's it's more of a whole food. You know, it has all the it has some iodine in it. And it's not uh, artificially fortified, but if you want if you're curious, look up, you know, if there's any PubMed articles on um iodine depletion and, you know, ver- table salt versus you know, sea salt or Himalayan salt or whatever. Uh, I don't think I've ever looked up anything like that myself, but I might just out of curiosity. I have a bunch of pink Himalayan salt, so I don't think I'm going to switch anytime soon unless there is compelling evidence to do so. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. So, uh, from what I understand, you uh, you ate something? Yes, I ate twice, actually. Whoa, whoa. Oh, that's a big no-no. That's a... Okay. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, so so tell us about that. Tell us so, what happened. So Monday, yeah, Monday night, um, I felt like total garbage. Like mm-hmm. I could walk, I could walk around and everything, and and the issue is, um, you think it was due to your dehydration more than anything? Or? Yes. Um. So my brain. Like I felt fine, you know. I could, I could have, I could easily have a debate with Jordan Peterson or, you know, any any uh, high-ranking official, no problem. But I just felt very drained physically. Mm-hmm. So I went to the store, got some, uh, got some tomato, cucumber, guacamole, and roast beef because, based on the recommendations of Mister Cole Robinson, if you're doing a refeed, you should have a relatively small meal consisting of eighty percent uh, plant-based foods. So I. I calculated in store and got the appropriate amounts. Uh, I probably should have eaten a smaller portion since I had not eaten in at that point hmm. nine, nine days, I think. Um, but as always, how the three of us got to where we are today, the eyes are much bigger than the stomach. <laughs> and I just felt like, I felt glad that I ate, but shitty in another way, because it was like a huge, you know, rock full of food in my stomach, and I could feel it in there and going through my digestive tract and everything, so I slept like two or maybe three hours Monday night, just tossing and turning, it felt like garbage, and then, you know, finally the discomfort subsided around like 7 a.m., and then mm. I slept till noon or twelve thirty or something like that, and you know, you you gotta if you're fasting for a while, you're definitely gonna overeat a couple of times on your refeed days or whenever you decide to eat again, and you're going to feel like utter garbage, which will do two things: number one, keep your ego in check, <laughs> um, and keep you from eating again. Yeah. Like, oh, least, I'm never doing that again. That was at a least, horrible experience. At least until <laughs> it'll give you some temporary motivation until you're really hungry again and you're like, I won't make the same mistake, but I'm going to eat again. And then you eat whatever and you're like, oh, I made the same mistake again. <laughs> this morning I was uh, I was feeling really hungry. Yep. And I was like, oh, I was like, no, I'm not going to fucking do it. I'm not going to do it. Yeah, it passes, right? You get over it. Mm-hmm. You just got to wait like half an hour. Yep. And you're fine. And then I came home. I made the made the concoction. Mm-hmm. Had a sip of it. I was like, all right, it's not bad. 
then just left it in the fridge for basically a couple hours. Yep. And uh, oh yeah, that one's much better cold. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So that was. I ate on Monday. Felt better. You know, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Um, and then last night, I just wanted to eat. I was, I was hungry, but I was like, you know, I'll have something. So I went to the grocery store. I got some, I got some lettuce and tomato and um, onion and ground beef, and made like a like a hamburger salad. Mm-hmm. Just cooked that up instead of dressing. I put mayonnaise and ketchup. Salt and pepper, and just mix it up, and had a like a hamburger salad. So I definitely, yeah. So I definitely noticed, you know, the the rock in my stomach, but it was much less than last time. So I think the inclusion of uh, higher like meat helped because meat, you know, vegetables, all that fiber and everything, that's going to be tough on your stomach breaking uh, fast, but um, you know, meat will be easier. So, Mike, I advise you whenever you do decide to eat, have you know, half a cheeseburger or a cheeseburger or like a couple eggs, a couple pieces of bacon, something like that. Something, or actually, you know what? Don't. You should make a Protein shake from the stuff I sent you. Mm-hmm. That'll do you better than actually eating. Hmm. I'll keep that in mind. Yep. Speaking of keeping some in mind, uh, you mentioned you had mustard, I'm sorry, mayonnaise and ketchup. Yep. In your burger salad. Yep. Guess what I bought at the grocery store the other day? Mayo chip. Correct. How is it? I haven't tried it yet. Oh, come on. Was, All right, well, put some of that in your protein shake. Put that in my protein shake? Yeah. Or, I mean, so you can, if you make, for the sake of science, you make right. yourself a cheeseburger or a bacon right. cheeseburger or a couple eggs and whatever and, and put that on top. I bet it'll taste great. Yeah, I saw it. I was I was in the grocery store. I was actually there with my friend, and I would, didn't really need anything. You know, I was just kind of tagging along. But then I saw that, and I was like, "Oh, I got, I got to grab this." <laughs> I was like, "I got to, I got to like, try this." So, you made the right choice, but I haven't, I haven't had an opportunity to to try it. It was uh, you, Friday night. So. Did you happen to look at the nutrition label to see how much sugar there was? I did not. Mm-hmm. I'm Lesson sure learned. Good. I'm sure it's not good. No, I'm sure it's not good. There was no, there was no like this is keto. No, I don't think right. it is. I mean. But it what you just, can do... It was just the, you know, for science, you know. Right. If you like it, you can yeah, make your said. own. Now, I'd recommend getting the uh, vegan mayonnaise. Ketchup? I got the no sugar added Heinz. Oh, okay. So, okay. for each tablespoon, it's I've one... i that before, yeah. It's one gram of sugar. It tastes exactly the same. Yeah, it's not bad. It's just... It only comes in a small bottle, and yeah. it's expensive. <laughs> it, it's... The one I got was... I mean, only a little bit more expensive than regular Heinz. I, th- I want to say it was like two fifty, mm. which is more expensive than a liter of store brand ketchup. Yes, well, but it's worth it. Let's not get crazy here. 
a gallon of giant brand ketchup. Like, no thanks. You know? Yeah. Uh, but if you want to make your own, you can get you can get the vegan mayonnaise made with grapeseed oil and the no sugar added Heinz ketchup, and you'd be pretty good. Well, for if I'm trying to be strict keto with my mayo, I usually just get the Dukes. Right. That one seems pretty good. What kind of oil is that made with, though? GMO soybean oil, huh? I have no idea. I don't give a shit. That's why you get the vegan mayonnaise with grapeseed oil. You know... Because it's good. <laughs> Take away that G, no? <laughs> <laughs> what What is rapeseed? It, it's... No, it is a thing. and It's, it is a thing. I can't remember what its more common name is. Yeah, it's, it's not sunflower. Maybe it's safflower. Canola oil. Canola, okay. Canola oil is rapeseed oil. Yeah. Because they don't want to call it rapeseed. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Rapeseed, also known as rape, oilseed rape, and in the case of one particular group of cultivars, canola is a bright yellow flowering member of the family. I can't say that. Brassica sacase or something. Uh-huh. Cultivated mainly for its oil-rich seed. Yep. It is the third largest source of vegetable oil in the world. So there. Take that. <laughs> it's like also known as rape. Like, <laughs> Jesus, man. Come on. Yep. Yeah, it just looks like a... It's, it's just, just a, a little yellow flower. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. And top top rape seed producers... Number one, Canada. Really? Yes. Awesome. Good number for them. Number two. Number two. Who's number two? Germany. China. Oh, okay. That makes <laughs> a lot of sense. Yeah, we're somewhere in the middle. No one wants to be in the middle of rape. <laughs> okay. So, so uh, James. I have to ask you. Uh, you you feeling inspired by any of our? He hasn't any, heard a word of it. Any of he, our talk? He's been asleep for the last <laughs> ten minutes. Oh, he walked away. He went to go make himself a a mayonnaise sandwich or whatever. <laughs> you know. I wish I ate some. I ate some. Uh, some dried mix. cherries. I ate a, ate a handful of dried cherries. <sighs> okay. Weight loss has an effect on me. It makes me very tired. <laughs> what weight loss? Hearing about you guys' spectacular results is just tucking me out, man. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot. Uh-huh. Like I said earlier, I think I'm going to partake in the... I might partake in some intermediate fasting. And uh, I'm already looking, exploring ways to change my diet. But I'm not... I don't know if I'm okay. where you guys are yet. You know, it's where I need to get to, but I'm not there yet. Well, we are at most like ten days ahead of you, so that's it. But yeah, if you if you want to do the intermittent fasting, you can. James, remember it's a competition. Who's gonna win? <laughs> me, me, Evan, or you? Maybe you, Michael. The correct Evan's answer too- is everyone. Evan's, well, Evan's too busy experimenting. He's like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna mix in some fucking. Some fucking meth to see what that does. You know, he's like, I need need to burn more fat, so I'm going to add some hydrochloric acid to this drink. I'll burn it from the inside out. Yeah, exactly. He's always experimenting, so he's going to lose. 
and then I'll be the big loser, and Michael's gonna come out like fucking slim and trim. And <laughs> hi, I'm Michael Blower. Well, like, don't you want to beat me? Nah. He's like, nah. I only compete with Evan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> He's like, and I'm not worried about Evan. He'll fail. He's <laughs> he's too busy being the professor, the scientist. <laughs> Distracted. All right. Yeah. All right, James. No, when did, I mean, once... I think it's uh, we're all we're all competing, aren't we? I think we all are. Did you hit so... the gym this week? No. Come on. No. No game for me. All right, I'm gonna. I meant to go, but I'm gonna. I'm gonna keep sending. Me. I I didn't send him the picture last time, but I sent him the time before. I'm you gonna like keep sending pictures to those pictures. Uh, that's fine. I'm gonna keep sending them till you till you send me one back. I'm gonna start posting on my Discord. So that's fine. Look at you. Look like a fucking serial killer. That's fine. I know I what I look like, James. All right. You, I'm intense, very aware of what I look like. The most intense face I've ever seen on a man on a fucking. <laughs> on a on a on a on a non-moving bicycle, I've ever seen. It's just so intense. A non-moving bicycle, whatever they're called, a standalone bike. It's called a treadmill, but okay. Is that a treadmill you're on? <laughs> yes. Oh, it looks like a bike. Okay, I thought you were sitting. No, I'm not sitting. It's like, well, I was sitting on the treadmill, but uh, it's not still not a bike. You're sitting cross-legged. I'm using a treadmill. <laughs> sitting cross-legged asleep. Okay. <laughs> Just lean forward, sleeping. All right, cool. Uh, yep, there you go. Just sent, just sent you guys a picture from the other day. So, mm-hmm. all right. So, James, here's my recommendation for you to start. Eat uh, whatever you want, meat, vegetables, within a four-hour window. You can have one meal, or you can have two meals, or Three meals or whatever. But you only have four hours to eat it. There's a tea dog in the background. Yep. Hi. We're in the Chris Farley shirt. What's that little do you have like a walking track in your gym? What is that? Walking no, track they, for they, ants? No, they just remodeled it and they made it look like a fucking you know, track around the Huh. Around the field. Yeah, it's small. It's a small gym. It just looks cool inside, though. Okay. Yeah. So what it are you has... saying? I'm going to eat as much as I want for four hours straight? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! This is easier than that thought. <laughs> yeah. I'm on board. It's like, come on, James. We're going to uh, Fogo de Chao. Yep. <laughs> We're not leaving for four hours. <laughs> Make three trips to the bathroom, like, oh, James, you have an instant pot, right? You just take some colon blow before you go. <laughs> I have Maybe an instant colon. colon. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, no, I do have an instant pot. I don't know how to use it though. What's an instant pot? It's a pressure cooker. It's very misleading. Is that the thing that um the guy used to make wine? Uh, yes. Oh, okay. Gotcha. But, James, you can go to Weiss and get those meat packs and make some really nice, like, pulled pork and some braised, uh, some some chicken quarters. Make them taste real good. Have it with your choice of vegetable, not potato. 
Evan, Egypt. did you did yeah. you tell me that someone you know is on the potato diet? Yes, a coworker. How's that working out? Pretty well, apparently. Hmm. Now, when you when we say the potato diet, what do we actually mean? A mono diet. Where for for a certain period of time you eat only one food. Mm -hmm. His choice was potatoes. Going to be bacon? Yep. So whenever you want to eat something, you eat that. Yep. Only bacon for a month. Mm. Which honestly sounds pretty fucking good. Then what? Yeah, but BLTs are so much better than just bacon. See, that's you're already leading yourself astray there, James. Come on. I know. I like yeah, food. the point is to break your addiction, or at least attempt to. What about this Whole30? I don't know much about that. I read an article about it. Sounds interesting. Um, it's just, it's the same kind of idea. You break your break your quote unquote addiction, or break your habits. Um. As you know, after thirty days, then after that, you could start adding things back in if you want to your diet. That you know, yeah. See how I, they... Like I said, I don't know much about that, but it made me think of something: how people think that you know, whole grain or whole wheat bread or whole grain pasta or whatever is like way better for you. In reality, it's just colored white pasta, pretty much, maybe a little more fiber, and that's because of you know the wording of nutrition labels. For a company to say it's whole grain, like whole grain pasta, all they have to do is start their pasta making process with whole grains. The first step could be to like hull everything and bleach the shit out of whatever grain is left and then go on about normal business. But as long as they started with the whole grain, they can advertise it like that. Hmm. So really, it means very little in the uh, grand scheme of nutrition. Well, Whole30 is, it says you'll you'll mainly be eating vegetables and fruits with a moderate amount of organic, sustainably and ethically raised meat, eggs, fish, and nuts. Doesn't sound too bad. Dish the fruit, though. So no sugar, no alcohol, no grains, no legumes, no dairy, no certain additives, and no desserts. Eh, I guess. I mean, so if you if like gram for gram, um, sugar from fruit is worse for you than table sugar. Hmm. So it like goes it goes directly to poisoning your liver, versus only half of it going to poison your liver. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair. Well, enough. That's why like high fructose corn syrup. The the fructose is fruit sugar. That's fucking will it'll ruin you. Hmm. The only redeeming factor is that a lot of fruits have some fiber to sort of somewhat counteract that absorption, but uh fruit is uh not great. There for any beneficial nutrition you would claim to get from fruit, you can very likely get more from a vegetable. Mm-hmm. Just doesn't taste sweet. Right. Right. Yeah, and we've talked about this before how fruits have been, you know, evolved over the years to be sweeter than they once were and 
Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. Yeet. Mm-hmm. All right. Shall we uh, move down to the extra section? I have another somewhat related health thing to talk about, or to, to mention, really. Last week, I told you guys I would come back with a somewhat of a presentation on heat and cold shock proteins. And, uh, well, I will say simply, they're good for you. I have posted an article here that breaks down some of the advantages and how to get them. Um, heat shock proteins... One of their advantages, and you would get that from, you know, sauna and stuff like that. One of the advantages is when your body rebuilds protein and, and muscle fiber and everything, it, uh, the heat shock proteins sort of act, can act as a template so that the, you know, the proteins are folded and assembled correctly. Um, that's basically that. And for the cold shock proteins, it helps you, um, your fat cells develop more, a greater volume of mitochondria, which allows you to use your fat cells for more energy. So if you, say if you take cold showers or go to cryotherapy or live in the Arctic or something, um, your body becomes way more efficient at using your fat, you know, burning your fat cells to keep your body warm in those conditions. Um, and also mm-hmm. lead to, uh, you know, longevity effects but i just posted a little article in here in case anyone wants to read through it there's a couple of articles within the article that are referenced you can read through those as well Uh, but i do challenge i mean everyone's probably taken a cold shower on the show whether they wanted to or not i've done it because i wanted to um, both of you may have had no other option at some point. (laughs) at some point in your life at kensington a lot of assumptions there evan thank you (laughs) I feel like I'm being judged. Yeah. You're, you're being attacked. <laughs> well, poor people shamed. Sorry, Mr. Stone. Didn't know. You know Just a poor black man. Uh, I don't blame. I, I too I, am a poor black man. So I don't blame you two. I blame society. One, one or two other people. Oh, okay. Fair Barack. enough. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, but uh, good, good benefits from those things. Okay. Right. Um, trying to create create your perfect self, or at the very least, have a kid and uh, make them the perfect human. You know, is that, is that what you're gonna do? Maybe. Oh, hear that, James? Yeah. You better not let Evan beat you at that too. <laughs> I'm going to name my kid James. So whenever you meet him, you're like, hey, James, see this guy? You're better than him. Oh, God. <laughs> you're going to name him better, James. <laughs> it's like Chalupa Batman, you know, but not. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. <laughs> All right. All right, Mike, what do you got? Okay, so first one. Robots. Uh, so this article is in the Washington Post. One university is has changed overnight when it let twenty-five semi-autonomous robots roam its campus. So these are little food delivery robots, and this is at George Mason University. All right. 
students can order food from these, uh, and it comes from an, a place on campus. So it's keeping money on campus as opposed to them spending money, you know, somewhere outside of campus. Um, they're, they're provided by a company called Starship Technologies. <laughs> and basically, I think there's a $199 or $299 fee, a $199 delivery fee. And students can pay it through their mail, their meal plan, you know. Oh, it's convenient. Uh huh. And uh, so that 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 fee goes directly to Starship Technologies, and then G- George Mason receives a percentage of the food sales. I assume it's limited to, you know, public places. It's not going to knock on the classroom door while lecture is in session. You know, I'm not sure exactly how how far it goes but i have to assume they don't go in and out of buildings very well so maybe it's just around you know the i'll say parks or it's around the quad or yeah, maybe it stops I, in I, front of I, a building then I think you it comes come in out front and get it of, yeah i think that's what it is i think that's what it's doing so far eventually though maybe they make the buildings more robot friendly you know in the future and let's not have that <laughs> yeah, well, they talk about that in one of the books uh, James and I have both read. They're like, oh, our our whole cities were made for robots. It made them. It made it easy for us to be exterminated. You know? <laughs> Going like, up we, and down stairs is the only advantage we have right now. <laughs> yeah, well, these things can only just roll around, you know. But there's a, uh, you know, this is just the beginning. So kind of interesting, and interesting that it's the first university in the country to do this, and it's right here in Virginia. So, yep. Uh, let's see. Next up, so there was a museum called the Newseum. Yes, you you've so, been to that, right? I never have. I don't think I've never been. I wanted to go. So it's still open. It's going to close at the end of the year, twenty nineteen. That's sad. I should probably go now. I think. I, it opened I was, in 2008. I was originally discouraged because I thought it was a museum full of new, cool technology, but realized quickly it was like a journalism museum. Yes. I was like, ugh. Ruined. I mean, apparently they have some cool stuff there. Like there's a car, a car that's all shot up from like Baghdad, where a news van and stuff like that. I mean, it's like here's the first cotton gin. No, I'm kidding. No, <laughs> no, that's somewhere else. That's uh, this has uh, <laughs> yeah, this has Ben Franklin's first press. No, I don't know. Probably not, but still, you know I what mean, I'm talking probably, about. It's probably shit like that. I mean, it, it would be worth at least you guys going. I mean, it's in D.C. It's probably just you know a quick trip and like a ten dollar ticket just to say you went. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, maybe we'll make a day of it, Evan, when you're here. No, yeah, <laughs> I can't go right now anyway, but uh, soon, soon. So I'm back in my fighting weight, you know. It's like I'm banned from crossing the border into Washington, D.C. for the time being. That's right, they have scales, and I just, you know, <laughs> they, just they just weigh my fuckers at the border. <laughs> Step up, fatty, you know the deal. Like, oh, god. <laughs> Oh, uh, James, we we have to make a place like that where we have, where we forcibly weigh people. 
No fat people allowed? Mm-hmm. Or only fat people. One or the other. I don't know. One extreme or the other, you know? But Yeah. Or fat people in this door, not fat people in that door. Or you know, I don't know. Something. Something. Some some way to discriminate. Yes, I, I agree. <laughs> All right. So last but certainly not least, uh, this uh, Chinese woman, or Taiwanese woman, 36 years old, she died while hiking in a, a national park in Taiwan. Apparently she's known as the bikini hiker. Because what she'll do is she'll hike to a place, then change it to a bikini, then take a crazy photo of herself in the bikini on top of, like, you know, some crazy mountain or something. Hmm. Unfortunately, she died. It says here, during her hike, she fell down the ravine and survived her injuries. However, she wasn't able to move and was trapped at the bottom of the gorge. She made a distress call on a satellite phone. Um, but she was able to get rescuers her coordinates. Uh, the weather turned bad. They were going to send a helicopter, but they eventually just set out on foot. Um, but it was 43 hours after she fell. They they found her body. So did she bleed out? She cause of death was hypothermia. Oh, uh, Okay. Now, it says there's no indication that she's wearing a bikini at the time of her fall. So normally, she's dressed in regular hiking gear and stuff, you know, everything you're supposed to wear. Gets to the top of wherever, then quickly changes, takes a picture, and changes back, you know? Yep. That's a damn shame. I wonder if they could have sent in, like, a a paratrooper. Or, like, an airdrop. Which also brings up another question. Do all satellite phones have their coordinates on the screen? Or do they, like, track the signal? It probably uses trilateration, same as, you know, because it probably bounces off several satellites, so they can probably just get it like that or something. Yeah, I don't know. Instagram person? She, yeah, it says, it says social media star known as the Bikini Hiker. Her name is Gigi Wu. Uh... There's a, a Facebook page. There's a link at the bottom. It's a Facebook page for her that has a link, um, but it says it's been turned into a memorial. Hmm. Okay. Oh, and of course, I tried to click on it. It says, sorry, this isn't available right now. So maybe they took it down or something. That's unfortunate. I'm on her Instagram, but I really can't tell if this is actually her. I don't see any bikini photos. I just see a fancily dressed Asian woman, which is what all Asian women do on Instagram. I don't think this is her. <laughs> okay. Well, Mike, I'm sorry for your loss. Thank you. Uh, get this. So they, this article goes on though, to talk about how, uh, a study found that there's been over 259 self side, selfie side deaths. Come on. (laughs) From October, 2011 to November, 2017. 
Just last week, a California couple who were known for their daring photos died after seemingly falling off a Yosemite cliff. I don't know, man. See, now that... I mean, maybe this gal, same thing. It could apply to this bikini one, but... These people, man, they're gambling with their lives, you know? Yeah, for... They're doing it for, uh... For, for the love of the game. I don't know. I don't know what they're doing. <laughs> you know? Just to try and be popular. I was uh, I was at a work happy hour the other night. And one of my colleagues, he was talking about how, you know, this past year he went to... um, What's the mountain that everyone climbs? Like the big one? Everest? Yeah. Okay. So he did that, but only to to base camp. You know, right. that's like that's like a thing, right? In and of itself. So he did that with the group. You know, like you go with a group and blah blah blah. And man, it just sounded crazy. Like he was like, "Yeah, the first day I was, he's like, I'm at the front of the pack. Like, yeah, well, let's do it. You know, woo. You know, and like by the third day, he's falling behind and like." All yeah. kind of shit. And he said, so finally they make it. He's like, all right, cool. Then on the way back down, he he, he gave up. He's like, no, I'm done. I'm not doing this. Like half wedges roll down the hill or something? <laughs> no. Apparently you can you can walk down or you can be like, no, I'm calling it. Send a helicopter. Wow, okay. How much does that cost? Shouldn't they have sleds? I mean, I guess it's all part of the... You know, whatever you paid. Oh, uh, wow. The whole thing is not cheap, from what I understand. So, um, there's a whole scam that I heard about a while ago that was like, these, the Sherpas, they encourage you to quit because there's a whole hustle with them getting these helicopter pilots up there. It's a whole hustle. Like, the Sherpa gets a cut of uh, the helicopter pilot's money. Hmm. So, every Sherpa has their own, like, helicopter company they're using and they all get a cut from the from like they pick their company they get a cut that's a huge hustle it's a huge like, scam oh i hadn't heard about that interesting yeah. of course i'm not on the uh, mount everest forums or whatever like i mean James's, I, I read so. about it all the time because it's one of my passions get the fuck out of here <laughs> <laughs> yes james is moderator of mount everest discord that's right <laughs> so michael i sent you a picture a video of this a video of this lady the uh the bikini hiker no but i saw the thing and it reminded me of her china's sexy cyborg ooh i sent you a vi- i sent you her facebook page her youtube page she's now like or, or clad, in the past super, in the past a scantily clad super hot chinese chick that w- she wears almost nothing all the time and she has massive boobs and, but she's oh, you like, sent it to me on Instagram. Yeah, I think so. She, uh, I think she, I sent it to you on Instagram. No, I sent it to you before that. I sent you her <laughs> YouTube page. Okay. Um, she she's a DIYer, so most of her videos are like DIY, like how do you make this? And oh yeah, yeah, she I does remember like really elaborate, crazy. Stunts. I remember seeing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but then when she walks out on the street, she's like almost naked, and it's great to watch. Uh, she's super hot. But this reminded me of her for some reason. And the Asia hmm. Time site is not secured because why would it be? <laughs> well, uh, in fairness to Asia Times, uh, 
securing websites is still a relatively new thing. I mean, I realize everyone's trying to do that now. That's the the way it's supposed to be done. But unless you're actually logging into it, you know, there's not a huge reason to do it. Although it could be argued there is a reason to do it, you know. But what but, about the embedded malicious code? Well, it now, now it can get to you from securely on WashingtonPost.com. I mean, come on. <laughs> Uh, yeah, take a look at that link. Oh yeah, no, I'm thinking of someone else, but I, but I have seen this this woman's videos. Yeah, yeah. I remember you sending sending this to us. Yeah, yeah, I remember thinking this was crazy, and I still do. Yeah, this is wild specimen. That's pick her brain. Uh, Where where is she? (laughs) She's in China somewhere. Okay. The the guy Sapienza who we talked about before the British guy who lives in China, yep, he's done some videos with her in the past, and watching her walk down the street is like crazy. I mean, it's absolutely crazy. Like no matter where she is, I feel like maybe China more so than here, but even here she'd be a spectacle because she wears like a skirt like that's so short it doesn't make any sense. She wears like five inch heels or crazy boots that like lay, like it's just crazy. It's I mean, not a bad thing. It's she's beautiful and she's super smart, which is awesome. You know, like she's like a rare unicorn, I think, among women probably who are into tech and really into it to like in the maker space where they like create their own things. And she's very attractive, you know, so she's got all for me, all the top three things. But I'm just like, it's kind of shocking that she even exists in a place like China that's so kind of repressive when it comes to this kind of thing. Apparently not. Yeah, she just walks down the street dressed like that. Nobody says anything. I mean, eyeball her, but that's really it. Toxic masculinity. Maybe yeah. we're only seeing the 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 good stuff. Oh yeah, of course we are. I'm sure. I'm sure she deals with all kind of crazy shit. Yeah. Well, on that note, uh, anything else you guys want to talk about? No, sir. Okay. I think it's uh, it's almost nap time, so we'll uh, we'll head out of here. Um, <laughs> uh, smile. Um, thank you all for listening. Check out our website, uh, iopanelpodcast.com. On there, you'll find all of our social media links, um, blog posts, ways to support the podcast through Amazon affiliate link and Patreon. Um, various playlists, how to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and Google Play. Uh, if you would like to ask us any questions or interact with us in general, you can email us at uh, feedback at iopanelpodcast.com. We appreciate your time. Until next week, we'll talk to you later.